Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Sustain effort and violence. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? Was that supposed to be funny? Cool, neat story. It can be a total goat rodeo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in. First Friday of 2022, we are here with you on Pirate Radio Live on a beautiful Friday. If you're indoors looking out the window, nice, sunny, shining, but it's a little chilly out uh, just watched J.J. Miles throw it down in the first half against uh, Tulane the other night. Watching that one as we uh, get ready for more ECU hoops on Saturday. We'll talk about that. Look around the Americans, see what's going on. And college basketball. Also, uh, we have some breaking news regarding ECU football that we will give you in just a moment. You're tuned in to Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in washington we're on 1250 9 30 you can find us online pr927fm.com watch the show on facebook live and on youtube you can chime in there and uh, we're going to ask your thoughts on the ecu football news that just broke some big news it was shirley rhodes is here chandler honeycutt is here we'll run down the guests real quick billy weaver going to join us here in about 20 minutes or so as we'll talk to the weave about what's going on in the world of sports we'll uh, get his take on what he wants or thinks the washington football team's name will be um and uh talk about this east carolina news tony dunn carolinacatchronicles.com will join us to make our first ever week 18 picks for the nfl we'll talk panthers uh nfl playoff picture and more in the four o'clock hour the voice of mengees coliseum morgan aylers joins us at five o'clock and we'll see what's going on in the golf world with greeny mark greenheld from the golf shop radio show in our third hour as well we'll also make you a winner open up the booty bag here on a friday but we come to you today shirley roach chandler honeycutt clip rock with some east carolina news east carolina football news and the pirates are losing a major weapon from the 2021 team and that major weapon is a little fella who gives you a lot of production tyler sneed is going pro he is uh declaring himself eligible for the nfl draft um his time at east carolina coming to an end he released a statement uh, on social media which you can read yourself i'll just i'll read a little bit of it he said i'll forever be grateful to ecu for giving me the opportunity to play the game that i love uh, when no one else would my whole life i've been undersized and easily overlooked in sports i've always had to work hard in order to accomplish my goals uh, he does say the last couple of weeks have been difficult uh, he said i've considered my future through much prayer and guidance i've decided to pursue my lifelong goal of playing in the nfl so tyler sneed uh declaring for the nfl draft uh what a career here at east carolina could have been a record-breaking year if he would have continued or record-breaking career if he'd have continued at east carolina with the amount of catches and and yards and, and games played and all of that uh but does his career end his career 
uh today declaring for the draft we'll run over his stats and everything but uh i was uh i was surprised by this expecting him to return but he's been around here a long time now (laughs) i didn't uh, realize it was four years (laughs) yeah because he came on the scene and played his first ever game was against memphis i remember i was at that game because i remember his name wasn't on the roster sheet that they give us i don't even think he had a name on the back of his jersey he was just like a kid out of the stands like the make a wish kid almost yeah his wish was to play football one day for ecu uh and then he kept playing and of course you had a the game at nc state scotty montgomery had been fired uh david blackwell was the interim coach tyler sneed did not play in that game so they could keep his red shirt you also had so he had that year then he had a freshman year then he had a covid year and he could have kept on playing here at east carolina for what two years yeah. i want to say um but he uh decides to declare for the draft what a player and uh we really enjoyed getting to know him more as a person this year and uh, i always think back to that you know after the lost app state lost to south carolina i'm worried that these guys were and i'm gonna pack it in but they're like man another bad season on the horizon but he in particular said you know it just gives us more motivation we're just going to work harder and uh and he's a guy that coaches his teammates will tell you that never stop working and uh hopefully we'll get to see the field on sundays make a team get paid and uh and play football and do what he loves for a uh, a nice chunk of change but last year 67 catches led the team in catches led the team in yards had four touchdowns that was one behind ryan jones and uh, a lot of times tyler sneed when things weren't working was the offense for east carolina so you can uh, give your thoughts on that i don't think there's going to be about anybody happy uh from an ecu perspective that he's left but we are happy for tyler and hoping that it does indeed work out for him absolutely i'm very i'm going to be honest i'm very shocked with this decision from tyler snee really thought he was going to be coming back for the pirates next year and like you said clip had a chance to break a lot of records when it comes to wide receivers but he just falls in line to guys like justin hardy who you know came in as a walk-on really kind of didn't really expect anything from them but then they end up being one of the most prolific wide receivers in ecu history and i think tyler uh, tyler sneed best of luck to him going to the nfl so um just looking back as we were talking about tyler sneed and ever since i found out the news about 15 20 minutes ago just going over the memories of tyler sneed obviously i think about that game against smu a couple of years ago (laughs) insane where he had what 19 catches and however many yards i was going to look it up but um just and then obviously that first game against memphis where he scored and everybody's like who's this you know little white kid out here for east carolina and uh and i think he had a really good game that year against uconn uh a night game where both teams were just struggling obviously with us in the scotty mo era but i think he had a couple of touchdowns in that game against uconn so um but yeah a lot of great memories from tyler uh, sneed over the three four years he's been here and uh obviously some great memories this year the big catch where he had to fight for it at navy where he set up the field goal also the touchdown on fourth down to tie the game yeah huge plays there uh, a, a lot of huge plays over the years from tyler snead so we're going to miss them here at pirate nation but we wish them all the best yeah i was i agree with you i was completely shocked that uh he had decided to declare but when you think back um uh, to me his production on the field 
showed up in so many different ways. It wasn't just the fact that he could catch a ball. He had really sure hands. Um, he could catch the ball in some of the tightest windows in terms of where Holton had to put a ball to for Tyler to go up and get it. Uh, you know, he always seemed to have some level of separation, but could still, you know, make a catch with somebody draped all over his back. But also a guy that was a threat no matter where he was on the field. I mean, he could be a threat to throw the ball. He obviously (laughs) is a threat to score as a receiver, but also as a punt returner, kickoff returner. He could catch the ball that way. And, I mean, you know, he was a threat anywhere on the field. And I hope that if he goes into the NFL draft that the scouts take a look at that, that, that maybe we're looking at a guy that is a utility player in the National Football League that uh, the production, you know, and he was also one of those guys that you could always look to to make a catch and move your ball down the field, especially uh, last year. Was it last year or the year before? Um, maybe it was last year where C.J. Johnson just had a real hard time getting separation and, and being able to be that premier receiver that we thought he was going to be in his second year. And Tyler ended up being that guy. And for a guy that's completely undersized, um, you know, in terms of what you would considered to be a typical wide receiver i really hope he has a chance in the nfl and i really do hope he succeeds because i think it would be a fantastic you know what about a story uh a guy like tyler sneed what about a story yeah whose heart is bigger than he is in stature 201 catches 2374 yards 18 touchdowns for tyler sneed receiving and again that's since 2018 and with the red shirt year and the covid year would have had a couple more Craig said it, and I've already seen, and I'm going to see that. Uh, well, he, he really could have raised his stock if he came back. Really? I mean, he's not going to get any taller. No. What else can he do at this level to, you know, raise eyebrows for NFL scouts? I mean, it, really, his. I think he raised a lot of eyebrows throwing the football. If you if you stay, you get a couple years older. You get hit more. I mean, I'm thinking about it from his perspective right now. And you have the potential for injury. I don't think his stock could get much higher here at East I agree. Carolina. I agree. From, uh, you know, from a from a pro perspective, that, that's what I'm talking about right I now. I mean, yeah, look, I'm sad to see him go because I was really waiting for us to come up with the T-shirt, feed the Sneed. I mean, I really wanted that. But, uh, you know, if, if this is where he feels like he needs to go and he wants to go chase a dream, you can't blame a kid for that. You know, this is his dream. He wants to go play in the NFL. Go. And Give it a shot. And obviously he was known also for many things, like Shirley mentioned, throwing the football here and there. And uh, he was very explosive on the return game, whether it was punts, kickoffs, 260 yards total punt returns over his career. Kickoffs, 1,268 yards total on kickoff returns with two touchdowns, one against Temple just last year and that covid game and then against south florida to open the game off as well so um, yeah like i said he's a threat anytime he's got the ball in his hands he is a threat to score absolutely so you know he was he has brought a lot of excitement uh to east carolina football over the years tyler says it sounds like y'all are giving a eulogy no well we kind of are because we're uh, we're we're sad to see him go my granddad passed away i don't remember running over any stats at the uh (laughs) the funeral (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but we're we're sad to see him go, you know? I mean, we we certainly, you know, wish him the best and we hope that, you know, he is wildly successful in the NFL and he he achieves everything that he sets out to do, but at the same time we're kind of a little selfish. We wanted him to stay here. Yeah, no you doubt. Know? 
wanted uh, him back uh, with Aylers for another year, but now uh, the old phrase, next man up. Um, we, we've been seeing the past few days, and the, well, past couple of weeks, ever since the bowl game got canceled, guys entering the transfer portal. A lot of them have been uh, walk-ons, guys that we really haven't heard of, that haven't seen the field that much. Uh, a couple have been long snappers, so I've been <laughs> I've been waiting to see who else enters the transfer portal. Really hasn't I haven't been expecting an announcement like this, especially from someone like Tyler Snead. But uh, uh, best of luck to Tyler going forward, and uh, thanks for all the memories over the years. No doubt, uh, we will. Let's check in with Stephen Igo in about five minutes and uh, and talk to him. In fact, uh, I tell you what, let's get our first break in. We'll talk to Igo briefly, and then we'll talk to Weaver. So we'll uh, that's the plan, Shirley Rhodes. Uh, we'll take a break, come back, have more for you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also cabins that can be rented with Wi Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Talking NFL coming up in Hour 2. Got Morgan Aylers joining us in Hour 3. Got Billy Weaver in just a moment, but uh, right now an emergency chat with Stephen Igo from hoistthecolors.net. Stephen, uh, happy Friday to you. How you doing, man? Doing good, Clip. Um, I know it's a fortunate day for uh, for many East Carolina fans hoping to watch Tyler Sneed on the field next year. Um, I got wind of this a few days ago, so I was actually ready for it that he was going to declare today. But You know what? I was going to ask you had you caught wind of this, and then I remember a VIP thread about – the potential of this happening from uh what was that earlier this week yeah i want to say either late last week or earlier this week that at least tyler sneed was was uh debating on whether or not to come back or go pro and I actually heard heading into the season that there was a thought that he wanted to go pro after the coming year because you know he already got his degree back in the spring yeah been around four years you know, it's very similar to Blake Kroll, and they're, they're best of friends. They're roommates. So I don't think it's a major shock that Tyler Sneed shows this. Now, I have my thoughts about it, and I'm sure we'll get into that about, you know, how much it hurts ECU and how ECU maybe can't catch a break on some of this stuff when you got so many other teams getting guys back with actual draft grades that are coming back to fulfill their eligibility, whereas DCU has undrafted guys and late-round picks making the decision to move on. It's just that's what has to frustrate you if you're ECU and trying to kind of build a championship contender. Yeah, and and I guess um, and we can talk about his career and everything, but but I'm as a as someone who covers East Carolina and follows the program, my question is now what you know who. 
that is just a, a ton of production to make up for and i mean you got a guy that that did it on the field he caught the ball he's good after the catch but also and steven you could maybe speak to this more than me you know more about the inside than i do but like never a problem always a guy you could count on like at practice uh really seemed like a leader the way he talked well it wasn't the most outspoken guy but kind of led by his actions and so you're losing a lot like i think in the locker room and, and certainly on the field yeah, I mean, this is – look, it's, you're losing probably, I mean, pound for pound, definitely your best offensive player. I, I think your most consistent offensive player for the last three years is exiting your program. So, I mean, it's a blow. There's no doubt about it. I think most of us, when we looked at next year's depth chart immediately after the season, we penciled in Tyler Snead. All right, you got your slot guy back, your go-to target on third down, Holt Naylor's favorite weapon. And for, for that to no longer be – with the team, it, it's you know it's hard to fathom because we've seen Tyler Snead do it for so long. Now, you know we have to remember Tyler Snead's a phenomenal college football player. He's really good, but I, I don't think he's irreplaceable. I don't think he's like you know you know ECU found a way to replace Justin Hardy and Zay Jones and Dwayne Harrison. And, and no knock on Tyler Snead, but I don't think he's as talented as those three guys. So. Yeah, I agree. The consistency part, though, and also this receiving core over the years has gone from the strength and the best position group of the offense to now i'm not saying we're depleted or anything but you start to i don't know like going into next year that you know is audio matosho back uh that is to be determined i kind of get the vibe he's probably probably done but i don't think i mean it's going to be a new look receiving core for a lot of it right yeah and you know Outside of Tyler Sneed, no no receiver graded out above average this past year for a pro football focus. So, like, to me, you know, you lose your best weapon. But, you know, you have several young guys in the program. you got guys in the portal. So, I feel like they can upgrade that position. Obviously, losing Sneed is a, is a blow. But, you know, you have young guys in your program that at some point have to be developed. You know, they have a ton of young potential, being the key word, uh, receivers. Uh, Kerry King, we've heard a lot about as a former walk-on. Uh, Jari Patterson, I was very high on coming from Marshall. He was a highly recruited kid. He'll be entering his second year. You know, we've heard about Ty G. Hudson, Tyler Savage, Tyree Saunders, Ray Rose were two ACC transfers. Uh, I think they'll add at least one, if not two guys in the portal. Uh, so, you know, you're going to have opportunity if you're one of those receivers. You're going to have, you know, a, a new receivers coach. So I feel like, it's, you know, it's going to be an unknown, but I do think they can upgrade because it's not exactly the it's not exactly like the receivers were this unstoppable force this past year. And Tyler Snead, for as good as he was, he was not the type of player that could take the top off the of defense for so much. And I feel like it does open up the door for Josiah Hatfield. You know, at some point, Josiah Hatfield is now going in his fourth year. You know, he's going to have the opportunity to be an every every down guy now. Yeah, uh, he's got plenty of explosive playmaking ability. So at some point, guys in the program have to step up. But I think you'll you'll definitely see them add another receiver as well steven i hoist the colors joining us so again it's it's kind of shocking to hear it but uh it, it's no you know it's nothing that's completely out of the blue because tyler sneed and i'm assuming he had uh the coaches and people around the football program knew this was a possibility too right steven yeah this has been going on for, yeah uh probably about two three weeks Ever since the bowl game definitely ended, um, or at least, you know, got canceled. And I think even before then, they kind of had word about it. And, 
you know, I think they got feedback. I think realistically, Tyler Snead got feedback that he's probably going to be an undrafted free agent, just like Blake Pro was. But, yeah. you know, he's had his degree for a year, and he just seems like he's ready to move on. And I'm not going to knock Tyler Snead for, for wanting to take this chance, but he's been doubted his whole career. Um, people will doubt him going to the NFL. I do think he could get a shot. But the problem is there are just so many quality receivers, too, that go to the NFL. And you have to fall into the right, exact right situation more so than be the player you are. I think the situation is more important to almost the player. So Yeah, and I look, if I had to put money on it, I wouldn't bet on Tyler Sneed having a, an NFL career. And you know what? That That's probably fine with him because people have doubted him his whole life. But also, I'm not going to criticize the decision because i don't think he could have raised his stock anymore in staying at east carolina like he's not going to get any taller he, if he has another 65 70 catch season what happened he got a year older and got more hits on his body like i don't think he could have really raised his stock at all if he did stay i agree with that yeah he's he is who he is yeah he's a, he's a phenomenal college player he's a good return man he catches everything um you know, just your prototypical slot receiver. He's not going to get any taller. He's not going to get any bigger. His production, you know, would probably be about the same. You know, the the only thing that you, like you said, for, from his perspective as far as going to the next level, you know, he's kind of maxed out, so you get it. But then if you look at it from the standpoint of, hey, you just made a bowl game. You didn't even get to play in the bowl game. Uh, you can come back, I assume, get your master's degree, and you can be a part of potentially the best Eastern team you know almost a decade potentially and to kind of leave that on the table i think is probably what's most disappointing for you know somebody like holt nailers is coming back trying to do that yeah but coaching stuff as well no i i sure but everybody's got to look out for their best interest at the end of the day and it's his decision so i don't yeah you know, i don't criticize him i'm just saying if you're an easy person oh yeah why you're disappointed yeah uh steven i joining us how about um <laughs> this is what we this is what everybody does our brains are trained when we think of white like white wide receivers are like well who should we compare Wes welker to i don't know maybe julian edelman and i'll compare him to danny amendola and we just keep going down the list isn't there a kid coming in is it brock spalding i go is he a, a receiver kind of similar stature to sneed yeah, basically, uh, he's he's a little bigger than Snead. Snead, I mean, Snead's listed at five seven. He might be right at five seven. He might be five five. Honestly, standing next to him, but Spalding's a little bigger. He's about five ten, and but he's basically when they were recruiting him, they kind of told him, "Hey, man, you're our next Tyler Snead." Now, I, <laughs> I think ideally they wanted to uh, to have Spalding play behind Snead a year or two. But it, you know, we talk about the receivers needing to develop and all that, but. You know, if you can come in and catch the ball, you know, you can play early, uh, especially in the slot. You only have to be so physically developed to do that. And he's getting in in January. He'll go through spring practice. So I'm not going to say he's going to go out there as a freshman and fill Tyler Sneed's role, but he is a possible candidate along with, you know, several others. I'm Googling shortest NFL players, I go. Of course, Darren Sproles comes to mind. Uh, Trendon Holiday, 5'5". Five, five. Was he a Bronco? Why do I remember that name? Oh yeah, he had some uh, elite 
kick returns. Now he also ran, I think, a four three. <laughs> okay. I think Tyler Snead's gonna be running a four three. But yeah. Cole Beasley's I mean, he's what, only five eight, five nine. Yeah, some of these guys, uh Jaquiz Roger, a lot of them are running backs. I mean Maurice Jones Drew's legs are wider than Tyler Snead, but they had him listed at five seven. But yeah, I mean it can be done. And you mentioned Prol too. He uh got hurt he was starting to turn some heads there in the the mini camps and things like that joint practices before he got hurt and i don't think this is very common i go but he he stuck with the vikings like they kept him there in minnesota he's a part of their team i guess heading in the next year right at least he was the last time we talked to him this season we had him on the show yeah he got the you know it's interesting because in the nfl when you get when you get put on ir a lot of the times they'll keep you on the, the roster because it doesn't count against the roster limit. So mm-hmm. sure what they did was do an injury settlement um, and then move them to, to IR. But, you know, everything I gather from that situation is that the Vikings really like him. Right. And again, this, it was a good situation for him because Minnesota not very deep at receiver and they had a few injuries. Unfortunately, just as he was starting to get – into a position of potential to make the team, and he suffered the injury as well. And it'll be interesting to follow because, you know, the toughest thing for undrafted free agents is you, you kind of almost have to make it that first year. Yeah. Because then you get next year's cycle. Minnesota's probably going to draft another receiver. They'll probably sign two more. They might sign a free agent. Like, it's just it's very tough to beat the numbers, especially at receiver, because there are so many quality guys who yeah. can pass. So. But yeah, I mean, again, I hope I hope both of them um, find success in hell. Blake, if he doesn't work out for uh, for football, he's got his singing career. <laughs> That's well, true. I go Pirates. Uh, we'll wrap it up. Pirate hoops looking for a win tomorrow on the road against Temple. I do want to point out, um, Shirley, that uh, Stephen Igo is not allowed on the Sug boat. So Sug Sug. Don't even ask, uh, Stephen. Look, I've always liked Brandon Suggs. Oh, here we go. I've never proclaimed to be a Brandon Suggs guy, though. Like, I mean, you're in love with him, so that's like a whole other level. Um, I like Brandon Suggs and his game. So I guess I would say, like, I'm kind of a Brandon Suggs guy. <laughs> no, there's no kind of. You're not. You're not. Just You're not. It's fine. Move on. Suggs is great at what he does, and that's. Look, I said it the other night in the stands, I go, if if three-point shooting, shooting percentage as a whole, and turnovers were not a stat, Brandon Suggs would be an All-American. Does everything else great. Well, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, uh, exactly. He, he's pretty good at everything. Yeah. And when he's not turning the ball over, he's honestly one of the best players on the floor. There are times, though, where I don't know if he just tries to do too much or something, but he'll have some turnover-prone moments, but... You know, a lot of basketball players have that. So, but one thing's for sure, he's probably among the top three most valuable players on the team. And without him, ECU doesn't win. All right, we got that cut. We'll play that forever. I really, I just wanted to hear the Sug boat once again. That was why. Sug, Sug. Stephen, have a great weekend, man. The, the first time I heard that, I was uh, listening to it this morning. I thought it was just Chandler saying live, Sug, Sug. And then I finally realized it was. Uh, soundbite chandler say it as it's played hit it real quick charlie suck, suck. that's beautiful it's music to my ears thank you for joining us steven yep yep you do it. yep yep uh,
Uh, Shirley, Shirley, see if uh, you can get up a weave real quick. Uh, the news of the day, Tyler Sneed uh, declaring Out. for the NFL draft. I got the need for more Sneed. And you ain't getting no more. Nope, I sure isn't. Um, hoping to hear back from Tyler, trying to get to uh, get him on the show sometime next week. Um, I did get a text back. I thought it might have been Tyler Sneed from a uh, a former pirate, but it was Ventavious Cooper. Coop! <laughs> I've been trying to set this up for a long time. We were going to have him on the Bud Light pregame tailgate last yeah, Monday. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But uh, Coop uh, going to join us on Tuesday's Pirate Radio Live. Sweet. In the words of Tony, get him on the Coop! Get him on the Coop! Well, I was going to say the last pirate to rush for a thousand yards, but we had one this previous year as my, uh, Shirley has <laughs> lost her mic. I think we got that on camera. Oh, we Shirley, did. Shirley dropped the mic. <laughs> Literally. Oh, sorry. Do we got weave? We yeah, we got weave. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line talk to Billy Weaver, who joins us, my co-host on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show. He's part of the Press Box Gang. You know him. Hello, Billy. How you doing, man? Doing good, guys. How about you? Doing good. We've uh, lined this up earlier in the day before we heard about the news of the day. So let's get your take on that. Tyler Sneed, great career, coming off another great year at East Carolina, and it looks like it'll be his last as he has declared for the NFL draft. What's your uh, take on that? Uh, huge loss for ECU, uh, obviously. Um, you know, but but happy for him because you know this is a guy that uh, kind of proved everybody wrong. Uh, you know, came in as an unknown at East Carolina and just uh, exploded on the scene. And <clears throat> you know, for for his size and his uh, his stature, I mean, he's he's shown that he's actually a giant at East Carolina. And 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 I, I'm happy for him. I think it's great. He has graduated. Is that correct? That is correct. He's been here four years. He's got his degree, so uh, he's he's ready for something new. You know. Hey, you know what? Kudos to him because uh, you know a guy that's come in. He's graduated. He's got his degree. Now go on and chase your dream, big guy, man. I, I, I am, I'm a hundred percent a fan of him and his decision. Um, he's done what he's supposed to do. He's a, he is a student athlete. He went, he came in, he gave East Carolina everything he had, um, and gave the fans something to cheer about, um, helped East Carolina kind of build this thing back again. Um, he did exactly what he was supposed to do in the classroom. And now moving forward, we the rest of this offseason kind of on pins and needles here. You almost wish it was August or September. Let's get going with another season because, man, so much can transpire now in the offseason of college football. I referenced this yesterday, but I was listening to a show, Pick Central, and they said, you know, a lot of times the NBA offseason is more entertaining than the actual games, the regular season. Well, college football, for better or for worse, maybe for worse, has turned into that with the coaches leaving, the transfer portal, guys declaring, leaving early, all that. You're kind of worried. You look at your roster one day, Weave, and we turn around look at the same roster next week. It might look totally different. Yeah, and then every week until uh, the first game of the season, it could look different. Um, you know, because we're still not out of the woods with this whole COVID thing. I mean, you know, we're still going into different variants, and, you know, you throw that into the equation, and, and the transfer portal has just been – has been crazy, um, you know, for every sport in college football. I mean, in, in college athletics, I should say, it's, it's 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 been crazy. It's it's something we've never seen in uh, college athletics, but it's something we got to get used to now. And you kind of have to, you know, roll out the guys that you have on any given Saturday or 
Sunday or Friday or Wednesday or Thursday or whatever you're going to be playing your particular sport. Uh, it's it's been a crazy deal, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, it's it's something that is is now a part of the landscape of college athletics. Billy Weaver joining us. We've uh, we've got one game in since we last talked to you. No football game. Two basketball games got postponed. A women's game got postponed. We finally saw the Pirates and ECU Athletics in action on Wednesday night. A thrilling win uh, over Tulane. And it was the Tristan Newton show. Finished with 32-28 in second half in overtime. I'm re-watching it right now, Billy. And uh, what a performance. East Carolina. And, and you know, I said to, uh, to my dad during the game, I don't know how many conference games they're going to win, but when you've got... You know, a tie game late, Tulane at home, like you, you got to find a way to pull it out. And credit to Dooley, credit to Tristan Newton. They figured out how to get that win on Wednesday night, and uh, that was big moving forward. Yeah, it took a 32 point performance by Tristan Newton and some big three pointers at the end of that game, man. I mean, he just had ice in his veins. And, you know, this is a team that was up 14 points on Tulane and looked like they may cruise to a an easy victory at home, uh, you know, but Tulane came back. East Carolina went on. A little bit of a, a cold streak there where they couldn't hit anything for the longest time, it seemed like. Um, but th- those guys never got rattled. I mean, this is this is one of the more poised ECU men's basketball teams I've seen in quite some time. Um, and, you know, they can get hot at times, as they showed. Uh, they've got guys that can make plays. <laughs> you say the word poised, Billy. Tristan Newton is one of the most poised players we've ever seen at East Carolina. Oh, yeah. He almost yeah. looks like he doesn't care. I know he does, but he is so like relaxed on the court. It just, and I've said this before, the 32 and what he did the other night. It, he just seems like he's got the mindset that you know nothing is too big for him no moment is too big for him on the court and maybe that is contagious uh, for the rest of the guys on the team man that is exactly what you want on a team you want guys you want guys who are like that that are very poised and like you said the moment is never too big and the other thing you want in an athlete that uh, you can't teach is a short memory um you know you- cuz he was having a bad game he had a bad first half offensively Oh, I know. And yeah. you know what? Vance Jackson was another guy. Yeah. He went through a spurt late, and he had a, he had a big shot down the stretch, too. And those those are the kind of athletes that you want in any sport. It doesn't matter. You want guys that go out there. They don't get too high. They don't get too low. They're very even-keeled. And like you said, no moment is too big for them. And they never, to me, watching that, I was watching it at home. Um, you know, I wasn't in the in the stands at Menji's. Uh, um, unfortunately, there wasn't a whole lot of people in the stands at Menji's either. That was, that's a whole other story. Um, I wish there would have been, and I'm not getting on ECU fans at all. Don't, don't get me wrong. I just wish there would have been a little bit better of an atmosphere there um, because this team is playing very well, and it's, it's something we haven't seen in, in a while at ECU. Um, but, you know, I, it just the guys just never, to me, it didn't, and I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't in the arena, but from the t- it just didn't seem like they were going to lose that game. Even when they were behind late and Tristan Newton hit that big three, you thought, okay, that this is what's supposed to happen. These guys are going to win this game, and they did. Uh, now, for the first time this season, which is crazy to say, kind of a weird scheduling quirk, they go on the road for the first time. Their first true road game coming up Saturday against Temple. Temple has been struggling, but they're coming off their best win of the year uh, on the road at a good UCF team. So, 
uh, you all of a sudden got a, uh, a big matchup coming up on Saturday. And Billy, we know uh, what ECU basketball has been on on the road. Not last year, not in the last five years. The history of East Carolina basketball has been brutal on the road. So this Pirate team trying to do something that uh, a lot of teams hadn't been able to do, and that's uh, go win a big game on the road. Yeah, and you got to remember, Clip. This this is a tough league, Clip. This this is a tough league. Are they good kids? <laughs> they're, they're good kids. <laughs> size the best. I, I love the size there, Billy. Good stuff. And I, I love seeing Cy on the the TV broadcast too on the ESPN Plus. Broadcast. Yeah, as he's he's been awesome. Uh, I, I love Cy, but you know it, it's it's been tough for this team to win on the road in any league. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's always been tough for east carolina to go on the road and win um but i think this team could do it you know temple temple's not one of the you know you, you don't think of temple in the in the same respects as you think of cincinnati memphis but then again you know i mean what tulane beat those teams this year i, I think you know uh, to give credit to decide this is a tough list well you got one team at the top in houston and then cincinnati blew out smu uh last night i watched some of that so i think night in night out you got to protect serve you got to win at home which is something ucf didn't do against temple but it's kind of right now houston and everybody else i do think fully stocked memphis could be a tournament team but right now they are talent and and not a lot of a lot of coaching not a lot of cohesiveness so you don't know what they got so there's a lot of winnable games on the schedule uh but also uh some talent in this league we've how about uh washington admirals washington commanders i don't know it looks like we're down to those what do you what do you got there well, I, from what I'm understanding, it looks like admirals. I'm not a big fan of that. Me neither. I'm just not a big fan of admirals, commanders, um, capitals, which is already obviously anything like that. That's not like a, a um, an animal mascot, if that makes sense. I mean, I thought red wolves would have been good, but obviously that's not going to be the situation. I was in favor of red hawks. I'm not seeing any of that, but I don't know if you watched that eight-minute video uh, that the Washington no, put out that had Rivera in it talking and it had Doug Williams and, you know, some of the guys, and you know, talking about the release of the logo. But I watched it and, you know, they, they did you little teasers with the uniforms and all that. Seeing the stars on the uniforms makes me think something like admirals or commanders or something like that to do with military, yeah. the stars. Um that, but then again, they could they could throw a 180 on you and do red tails, which would have some sort of military connotation to it, to use those stars as well. So I, I don't know, you know, I have no other insight than that. And from what's been going around the internet, of course, you know, you got to believe everything you hear on the internet, right? Um, <clears throat> I, I'm just not a fan of admirals or commanders. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think I like commanders more than admirals, but at this point, whatever. You know, my, my bigger question is, what are we going to do at quarterback in 2022? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's going to be a, that's going to be the big question. I mean, I don't think Taylor Heineke is the answer. Obviously, nah. Uh, what are you going to do there? You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, is he going to be back? What nah. worry with that? You know, so. A quarterback has been the uh, it's been the, just it's been the bane of our existence at Washington quarterback position since yeah. I mean, the last the last quarterback there I mean that you can I mean what do you think Mark Rippon 
I mean, you won a Super Bowl. Well, speaking of Cy, who's a longtime Washington fan, even longer than us, Billy, was I referenced um, we were talking about Joe Gibbs, and and Cy said, "Well, look, listen, <laughs> but he said uh, they, they won those Super Bowl." And I said, "With three different quarterbacks," and and he said, "Yeah." And really, they were all mediocre quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. and, and they might have been above mediocre, Mark Rippon, Doug Williams, Joe Theismann, but we're not talking about, you know, the, the, the all-time greats. So they've done it, Billy, and, and he said the best, most talented guy since he's watched them was Sonny Jurgensen, and I've heard a lot of stories about him. But this has been a problem for for Washington for almost ever. I mean, look at the, the playoff years, Billy. We've seen an old veteran in uh, Mark Brunel come in. Uh, we saw Brad Johnson for a year uh, take him to the playoffs. Robert Griffin III, Kirk Cousins most recently, and then they played with Heineke last year. So they just can't find that one guy, that Aaron Rodgers, that, that we're seeing Big Ben's farewell, one of those guys that can stick there and, and be the man. It seems like every two, three, four years, sometimes less than that, the revolving door opens and another guy comes in. Yeah, and you got to throw Alex Smith into that equation too. Play, he led the the team to the playoffs. Speaking of which, last night I happened to watch Project Eleven on ESPN Plus. Have you seen that? You know what? I know about it. I've heard it's awesome. I, there's something about injury. I don't know why I haven't watched it. I've heard it's amazing, but I have not watched that. I know what you're talking about. Well, if you're a little squeamish, yeah. Video, it, it's it's a little graphic. It's it's the story of Alex Smith and him breaking his leg. Uh, you know, though J.J. Watt, when he sacked him and broke his leg, and, uh, you know, of course, all the, the stuff that he went through with the flesh-eating bacteria and on the verge of death, I mean, or or amputation, yeah. um, and then comes back to be the comeback player of the year in the NFL. It was a great story, uh, but, yeah, I highly recommend uh, watching that. I watched it last night. It was, it was pretty interesting, to say the least. But, yeah, if, it's, it's, if, if you're squeamish about anything, yeah, you might want to turn your head away from the TV a few times. That's how I, I've always been about the Joe Theismann injury. Yeah, if you remember that, even even watching the movie The Blind Side when they show that, I, I even turned my head there. I that was one of the most gruesome injuries I had ever seen, and Alex Smith is is up there with that one. When you see the opposing team start freaking out and calling for the trainers, you know it's bad, and that's uh, that's what I remember from the video of the uh, Theismann deal. Yeah, that was Bruce Smith. If I if I'm remembering. nah, it was LT one. Oh, oh yeah, that's right, Lawrence Taylor. I'm yeah. sorry, not Bruce Smith, Lawrence Taylor. Uh, and yeah, he started uh, motioning for the the trainers to come out there. It was a it was a pretty bad injury, but uh, yeah, I mean, quarterback position at, at at Washington has been wow. I mean, how many you could go down the list of of the last thirty years? What's there been? Probably forty starting quarterbacks in Washington. It's been crazy. And uh, in these COVID times, it is now we're, we're seeing more and more bad quarterback play in the NFL. Washington's certainly not alone, but man, there's some some brutal games out there this year with these depleted teams. Uh, hopefully, everybody will be ready to go for the playoffs coming up next weekend uh week 18 coming up this weekend we've uh we'll let you run man appreciate you joining us today we'll uh keep in touch talk to you again soon here on pirate radio live all right man we'll de- we'll definitely have to get together after groundhog day Two two twenty two is when the name is supposed to be yeah i reckon i'll get some gear maybe a hat or something i don't know so you know what which is funny to me uh speaking of gear my daughter got me a washington football team uh pullover and hat nice. for christmas so it's the only washington football team 
logoed stuff that I have. Now, everything else, of course, is Redskins, but that's the only Washington football team. So you got that for Christmas, and next month it'll be like throwback, retro. Right, it'll it'll be retro. <laughs> it'll be cool then. Yeah, I like it. I, I thought it was. I thought it was very funny and appropriate that it's Groundhog Day because haven't we gone through Groundhog Day the last 30 years with this team? Very true. Very, very true. Every week is the same. Every game, every quarter, every play just about is the same. Billy, uh, appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Later. There is Billy Weaver joining us on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back, have more for you. Hour one of Pirate Radio Live rolls on on a Friday. John Moody. Uh, P1 listener says I can't get enough of the Sug Boat Sug Sug Thank you John Neither can I We'll be back after this Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Euro Pub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews along with wine and growlers. The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. One of the downsides of going to games live, you don't get to see replays like you do on TV. And I had forgotten about this play. I'm watching the game from Wednesday night, East Carolina and Tulane. Um, and I remember seeing Vance Jackson just push a guy after a play. And I was like, Vance, that's dumb. You can't do that. And that point still stands. You can't do that. I was wondering why he'd push a guy that was just standing there. Well, now I see why uh, the cross kid from Tulane had him kind of hooked with an arm and then kind of gave him a big show uh, chop to the chest and a jersey grab. And then Vance, a second or two later, gives them the two-arm shove. So I get why Vance was frustrated on that play. Uh, but it uh, And that explains why both players got texts. I was wondering what the other guy – I thought ECU kind of got bailed out on the double tech call because all I saw was the Vance-Jackson push. But the tech to the two-lane player goes for the hook and the chop and the grab. So. Yeah, I just happened to look, and I looked up, and there's Vance Jackson extending his arms, pushing the <laughs> two-lane player. I'm like, oh, no. And uh, and I obviously I, I was too like focused on what was going on on the court. I didn't pay attention to the replay, but thank goodness you have the the game going on right now in the studio. So you were like, "Hey, come here, look at this." And uh, the Tulane player cross, who was the same guy that attempted that shot that went in and out and then fell out right there at the buzzer to send it into overtime. Thankfully, um, but uh, he did. He he swiped at him pretty good. But like you said, you, you still cannot retaliate like Vance Jackson did. And look, the, the refs looked at it, gave him the double technicals, and there weren't any more issues. So game on. Let's it's it's like how we've talked. You know, we've gotten into some beef, some arguments on the show, or maybe on a watch along. And yeah, you say I'm sorry, sorry. No, that's all right, man. And it's done. So they must have seen 
how we set an example we're trying to set an example for not only the future but really the now there's a lot of people out there that ah these damn kids and uh, you know what sometimes you gotta look at the adults out there you gotta look at yourselves in the mirror exactly and say how did these kids get this way that's that's tough people and listen look and listen listen, and look uh steve hill says he's a washington fan he said http hell to the burger a burger a burger a burger a wouldn't that be http b b b b if we uh name the team based off of our uh sound cut surely what we could be the washington igloos that'd be a cool name steven igloo one time my fantasy team was the washington snowmen that's a cool mascot right maybe not in the dead heat of september games the washington violence (laughs) hey what a name the washington whoops oh yeah that one there's local pop whoops not that one whoops whoops the washington Washington whoops whoops. (laughs) i mean washington local politics is too on the nose actually so i wouldn't use that one yeah you are in dc the washington fair weather idiots there's not a lot of fair weather to be excited about with that team true anything else Uh, i like uh, washington violence violence that's a good nickname the washington violence yeah that'd be pretty cool the washington swinging dingers (laughs) the washington a good baseball team which one Heineke. Heineke. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, thank you, Taylor, for some The fun. Washington family. The Washington family. Family. I kind of like that one. The mm. Washington craps. Oh, yeah. Crap. <laughs> the Washington craps. The Washington turkey tears. Them turkey tears. Yeah, we'll come up. So I wonder if this is how they came up with the finalists. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I want to see if I can find another one here. Uh, da, 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 da. The Washington. How would you spell that? Washington. Dun, dun, dun. Washington <laughs> asterisk dramatic noises. Yeah. No, I think it should be DDD on three Ds on the side. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Hell to the DDD. Okay. Mike Sorry. P says, I love watching Sneed play. Sucks he's not coming back. Hope he gets to achieve his dreams. I say that to say more like Byler Sneed. Oh. Mike P is a big more like guy. Like yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If anybody else would have said that, I would have been like, shut up. But, but Mike P. But Mike got P. The pass. Saying it, yeah. Mike P's got the the P stands for pass. Yeah, uh, more like Tyler leave lead <laughs> the lead. Uh, let's see. Hold on, Ballard Ballard uh, Snake. Oh, that's good. I'm Mike thinking. P. I'm thinking. I'm Chad, thinking. Boy, Chad has one. Oh yeah. Oh, the, Chad, the Washington. Yeah. The Washington dumbass. I'm, oh sorry, Shirley. Uh, sorry. Um, Chad, stop, 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 stop. Chad says Washington glory hole. Oh, yes. <laughs> I want me some glory hole. Don't oh, be all, Jerry. Oh, 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 the Washington. Uh, John Moody says Washington sug boats. Oh, yeah. Sug, sug. Can you imagine? Which the 49ers do play that sound effect. The Washington. Whoops. 
We already did that. I know. I just find it funny. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington. She can't get enough time. Of time. <laughs> How about Washington gets a, a first down and they play the Sughorn? Sug, Sug. After a touchdown. Can you imagine the entire FedEx, just a rocking crowd chanting Sug? Sug, 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 Sug. Ball at the thirty-seven yard line. Sug, 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 Sug. That's enough. Somebody go over there and smack Cliff. He's skipping again. But it's like ball at the thirty-seven yard line. It's third. We're on to something. The Washington Clippers. The hmm. Washington Clippers. Now, the Clippers that the... Um, what is a Clipper? I think it has something to do with a ship. Let's see. Los Angeles well, yeah, because uh, there are and... ships that are called Clippers. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And they used to be uh, the Braves back in the day. Uh, the Clippers, they was known uh, for the great sailing ships that passed through the San Diego Bay. If we're going to go admirals or commanders, why not Clippers? If they, if Dan Snyder wants me to get fully back on board, he'll name the damn team after me. They're going to email you and say, <laughs> hey, can you do a side view of your picture, like of your face? <laughs> and I'm going to sue him for everything he's worth. And I'm going to own all the six flags across America. Are six flags still a thing? I know Snyder had some involvement in that. That's why I went to crap. All right, let's take a break. Cool, neat story. Thank you, Jeff. We'll come back. The Washington Cool Neat Stories. We'll take a break. Come back. Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com, joins us. If the Panthers were to change their name, what would you change it to? Oh, oh uh, this one? Hold on. Uh, the this Carolina. Is, this is gonna be mean. The Carolina. It could be a total goat rodeo. <laughs> yeah. The Carolina goat rodeos. Yeah. How much fun would that be? Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Was that supposed to be funny? Yes. We'll take a timeout. Come back. Have more for you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When your air conditioning or heating needs repair or replacing, call on the reliable service professionals of Delcor Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Go to DelcorInc.com or give them a call at 321-8868. Delcor, the service professionals in Greenville. Now, let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Let's see if uh, how good Shirley is. Steve, this is never good. Steve Hill says, the Washington. Would you be quiet, please? Thank you. Be quiet, please. Thank you. Rich says, Washington rooster necks. That one, we don't have that on its own. That's a long Troy, I want you to listen to this because I've been wanting to tell you, you're a true pirate. You take a lot of grief on the press box from that rooster neck Billy Weaver. <laughs> the Washington rooster necks. Uh, Billy Weaver cosigns on that. He wants that one. Uh, let's see. John Moody says the Washington parentheses Bailey laugh in parentheses. Oh yeah, the Washington. Uh... 
that would be tough to spell uh the redbeard says washington i'm not dumb like some cowboy fans oh i'm not dumb like some cowboy fans those are long names the washington me door you, suck. <laughs> you sucks yeah okay or the washington i just suck i just suck <laughs> so many great press boxes. Oh, you know what? The, the Washington. What we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to turn and turn, turn. some more. And when we're done turning, we're gonna turn again. And then after we've turned two or three more turns, we're gonna turn them all into turns. <laughs> what, is, uh, what is? What is? How does that logo look? <laughs> it's just Skip Holtz turning around. <laughs> it's just a circle, like going Recycling. this way. Recycling. What is the <laughs> Bailey all- arrows? Like what is the Bailey? All right, all already. Oh, the Washington. Well, wait a minute, I gotta find it. Where? Where did you see? Bottom it? corner. Bottom corner. All right, already. <laughs> That's when he gets tired of us picking on the Cowboys, probably. Oh, or the Washington. How'd that feel, bitch? <laughs> 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 or the Washington. <laughs> How ghetto is that? Ah, <laughs> uh, so many options. The Washington. Shamanad. <laughs> the, wa- the Washington Quate Smyers. <laughs> this really sucks. <laughs> yeah, yesterday uh, Troy was. We were looking for red something, and he said red swords. Well, uh, the Shamanad. Do you know what their nickname is? Actually, I don't. Uh, I believe they're the Silver Swords. Interesting. Maybe he was onto something there. Cool, neat story. <laughs> Thank you. Jenna. Or the Washington. <laughs> All right, moving Roosters. on. Moving along. Tony Dunn's here. Hey, Tony. Hey, man. How's it going? Doing all right. Tony, if the pant... <laughs> oh, sorry. Got another one. Steve I'm says... I'm stupid and everybody else is smart. Well, oh, this is the best Do you one. have this one, Shirley? Uh-oh. The Washington... I'll put some ranch on it. Oh, yeah. Right. Of course. Yeah. I'll put some ranch on it. <laughs> the Washington... I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. The Washington two little butt cheeks. It's two little butt I, cheeks. Are y'all tired of this yet, or are you really enjoying it? I'm enjoying it. All right. I'm having a good time. Tony, like I said, the Washington family. Family. If the Panthers were to change their name for some odd reason, maybe a Panther attacks a kid and the kid dies. <laughs> I'm trying to God. Think, well, uh, cancel the Panthers. I'm trying to think of a scenario where they'd have to get rid of the name. Uh, what would be a cool name? Hmm. The Carolina. I'm a dork. I'm a dork. Uh, what about uh, what would we say? Little baby. What was the little baby Daryl Strawberry? What was that one? Oh dear. Where are we going here? Uh oh. Nah, I don't know if we. No, nah, we're not gonna say it. You remember Tony Castleberry? We yeah. did the bit. Yeah. I was trying to think of that. We could do. Uh, I was just trying Talking to think of Chris, other sound bits that you guys did. Christian so you guys Bells keep playing. Hey. Yeah. If it. you guys keep playing these sound bits, the other one. What is it? What's your um. Your character from Halloween. You, no one said that. Oh, the, the Carolina gruesome deathmans. Yeah, or the Washington gruesome deathmans. The Washingtons. Since we're still doing that, <laughs> we should just keep doing that. I don't know the Carolina crooks because they stole all our time this oh. year. Oh, oh. I was gonna say Chandler. maybe the Washington. You're gonna learn today. You're gonna learn what the look like today. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the Carolina Matt Fools. Fools. Charlie, did you get that crickets in yet? What about... No, uh, daggone it, I forgot again. Carolina Christian McCaffrey's. uh, The Carolina Christian McCaffrey, bring me my money. There was one. That was a bit. Bring me my my money. All right, I think we've jumped the shark on this one. Washington Sharks, full circle. There you go. go. Ah, the Washington... (laughs) Washington Insurgents. (laughs) 
Um, that's a reference. That's news. All right, Tony, Panthers, we're done. What are we doing? What are we talking about with the Panthers? Uh, I, there was a report that came out that the Panthers would listen to offers for Christian McCaffrey, um, but no one's going to give us anything that's worth it, so he still will be with Carolina next year because there's going to be $12 million in dead money still if you trade him away. So I guess that. Uh, everybody's going on the COVID list or getting hurt. Terrace Marshall Jr., we saw him catch one football and he's then back see and then he's gone. <laughs> and he's gone. Um, Sounds like you still did more than see. Curtis Samuel this year. True, true. Um, and that's pretty much it when it comes to the Panthers is they're just moving people to COVID and IR. Stephon Gilmore won't play this weekend. I guess the main question would be is can – uh carolina beat tampa's backups there are some fan bases i guess the 80s among others that are excited for a week 18 but i'm going to say the overwhelming majority of nfl fans are just ready to get this crap over with right what a crappy year to add an extra game (laughs) you know what i mean like when they're adding everybody to these covid lists right now for the last month and a half it's just got to be the worst year to do this and i'm okay i'm out chargers raiders that'll be fun on sunday night because there's stakes involved but the outside of that like i'm not super pumped about a lot of these games this weekend there's not a lot of bubble games to be honest that are in uh, exciting because they're all nine and seven teams that are trying to like that's the only thing that this extra week did is the top teams are in no matter what right and, I mean, and get, some of them are in weird spots like the cowboys eagles are both in the playoffs and they can jockey a little bit for position but at the end of the day they're both in that's the main thing yeah so what yeah, do extra you do? home game i think you get an extra home game maybe or something like that if you move up a little bit yeah so maybe. like tampa if they win i think they get one more potential home game during the playoffs yeah the packers have logged up you know home field throughout but there's still teams vying for that second week and and if you get a home game or not so there's that and for a coach you got to say all right how important is that one extra spot in the playoffs to us or do we want to sit a guy, play somebody else? You know? the, yeah, and then you look to Green Bay, and they're talking about playing their players normally. Or I don't, I don't think they'll do normally, but they are talking about Aaron Rodgers wants to play. Well, that's a tricky spot too. I know we talk about it every year, but I think it's it's worth discussing. Like if you don't play this week, you don't play next week either. That's a hell of a layoff. Well, that's what Lafleur was talking. About. I think is this Lafleur, Matt Lafleur, yeah, for Green Bay. He was talking about is that I mean that's three weeks of them of dead time. I mean it's just almost too much. I think um, Aaron Rodgers has had some problems with that in the past. You know where you get so much time off. Hmm. He is dealing with a foot injury right now, though, so it wouldn't hurt for him to take a seat. But we know he doesn't like to share the playbook with anybody, so nobody knows what to do. <laughs> His backup quarterbacks have no clue. <laughs> They're learning the playbook right well, now. And they he, should just bring in Cam. When he's in the huddle every week, uh, he changes the calls. So when the backup goes in, he doesn't know what <laughs> right. to call. He's just hearing it on the radio, and then they completely do something different yeah. on the field. Uh, okay, Chad wants to go back to this. Do you really think the Panthers are ready to move on from Christian McCaffrey? I don't think they can. I mean, I don't think that uh, right now is that uh, a player who's kind of struggled with injury for two years. I mean, what, what would you be willing to offer? Right. And who's the team that is one piece away, maybe? Um, I'm trying to think of, like, uh, what, I, mean, I guess the Rams would always trade, like, 20,000 first round picks. They'd be the only person that overtrades for Christian McCaffrey. 
Right, the Rams, they always trade. They don't have a first-round pick for like a million say, years. Well, would you want to do that for like 2031's first-round pick? Like, oh, that's actually – like how far ahead can you go? I think there is a rule that you can right. only go five years or three years ahead or something like that uh, because that would be something you could do is you could say, hey, we want to trade you our second-round pick for the next eight years. Right? Would you take that chance? for like Deshaun Watson or something? You know, like what you you would, you could do things like that and then make it up somewhere else down the road. Yeah, but the NFL has set rules against that. I'm trying to think of teams that would be. It would. It's probably best to look at look for teams that would be interested in Christian McCaffrey first before we really start talking about if we're going to trade for trade away. Because, I mean, uh, I guess is a team going if the team offers you a third round pick and you still have to eat twelve million dollars. And then you have to go place replace Christian McCaffrey, even if you're only getting eight games of production out of him next year. I don't know if that really benefits if you're moving the needle forward positively for trade. It sounds yeah. So so I think you would have to find a team that really feels like man, we could put this one piece around uh, maybe Arizona. You know, is a team that that might look like something like that. I doubt. I mean, I don't think the 40, 49ers usually just do that with anybody off the street, so they wouldn't need somebody like that. But I, think I had a trivia question recently about the Niners. They have had a different leading rusher the last four seasons, and they've all been productive rushers. Yeah, like they, they just find a guy, and it's kind of like what the Broncos did in the uh, the two thousands, where they had like Ruben Drones, Mike Anderson, Peyton Hillis. Uh, they had a run on guys that really didn't do anything elsewhere that uh just they had great success there i'm trying to think of other good fits maybe tampa bay but you're not going to put a trade in your own division um and new england new england would be a good destination for uh, except for they don't they won't give you anything this makes sense for multiple reasons panthers uh love to retire north to buffalo and they well, use actually that is one that is uh that's a very good uh team to think about because they have not had a running attack, and they do believe. I mean, they got a lot with Josh Allen and Diggs, and they seem to be. They don't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. Um, so it's yeah, just tough to to hear Chandler talking about potentially Chris McCaffrey moving on, and the Panthers, as you once knew them, completely being different moving forward. Completely. I mean, I mean, I, like I don't know the numbers. Well, you know, this is how you know a team is different. You know, like you've had a lot of turnover. Is that when I look on the field? It takes me a moment to identify numbers with a player. Like I know the names of players, but I often like I'm like, what's a um, I'm thinking like C.J. Henderson's number? Don't know. 15. And then they switch to the low numbers to yeah. So yeah, I mean, once McCaffrey, if or when he leaves, I mean, Shaq Thompson's going to be looking around the room like Will Smith in that episode of Fresh Prince. Like, where did everybody go? Like, there's just an empty room. And like Shaq Thompson's literally the only Panther on this on this team uh, from that Super Bowl year, or from that Super Bowl year, uh, besides long snapper JJ Jansen, the, the goat. Um, but, and yeah. still, people don't even know who he is yeah. on the team, and, and he's, he's been, been with there us for <laughs> He's so. just been hiding in the background the whole time. Yeah. So. Another change coming this weekend. Chandler brought this to my attention. Uh, Mick Mixon will call his last game as the uh, the voice of the Panthers and. Look, folks, uh, appreciate Jeff Charles while he's here. It's a uh, – you just don't see it a lot anymore. There's so much change now. Like the Washington radio people, I don't even know who they are. I, I couldn't tell you the guy's name. I think there's a, a woman up there. Is it Julie Donaldson maybe? 
but like i grew up listening to Sonny Jurgensen, Sam Huff, Frank Herzog, and loved it. I grew up listening to Jeff Charles, Woody Durham, Bob Harris, Gary Hahn, still at NC State. I believe Stan Cotton is still at Wake Forest. But these old voices, man, they're getting uh, – I don't know. It's just it, – it's not the same as it once was where guys would stay there for their entire career. So Mick Mixon out, which I remember him calling games with Woody Durham growing up for the, uh, the Tar Heels of North Carolina. But – I don't know. Does that mean anything to you from a sentimental standpoint? I, I, I think it means the Carolina, it means something I, I, to Chandler. I think it means the Carolina Panthers are officially done. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, even that's changed. <laughs> I mean, right? even I the mean, voice of the Panthers. Yeah. Is I mean, every everything is every single thing has changed about it. Even like uh, I guess the media departments had a ton of turnover. The social media, the social media like was known for being like fantastic. They're still good. They, but they're still good. They are. But like, uh, they. How can had, you make content with this team? Yeah. Good gosh, but uh, yeah, I, I, you know, make Mixon's easy to pick on, you know, but it is one of those things. It's like you pick on them because you are fond of them as well. And you know? he is a self-aware dork, right? Like he knows he's kind of like hokey. Yeah, I think he uh, does, like he plays the drum. Oh yeah, he's like you know, a very talented cover band or something. I yeah. think him and Cam Newton could put together a cover. Band I read an art. I read. An, I read an article before the show. He owns a farm. He just bought a farm to like keep up with his time after retirement. Burlington like, or something like that. Yeah, there's like a picture of him with his tractor and like and some like big baggy blue jeans and an old Carolina Panthers NFC South sweatshirt. There are some uh, Jim Zoki. Jim Zoki is really good though, and uh, he does like kind of like that third party color. Commentary. He's kind of comic relief sometimes yeah. too, right? Yeah, do you but think I think he'll be he the could guy do. I think up? he could do it. I, I would play like to. Play. Yeah, I think he could. Hey, ever since they got rid of Eugene Robinson screaming into my radio. Right. He's, he's pregame. He's and now, pre-game. yeah, he's still with the team, though, actually. So that's strange that he stuck around. Um, you know, so, hey, the Panthers right now are... Change is the only thing that is constant right now, it sounds like, with the Panthers. Oh, one other constant is uh, at Hornets games, chance of fire Matt Rule breaking yeah. out. Yes. And the t-shirt. this actually makes me, I don't feel good about it. You know, is that I, I I will come up here and say right now I don't have I don't like Matt Rule. I don't think he's going to come back next year. And if I was making the decisions, I would probably move on. But it does feel kind of childish. It feels like something I did when I was eighteen, walking into an ECU stadium. That is just—I remember a chant you had going tasteless. Yeah. Uh, you know, is that and because they are people's, and I don't—I'm not going to feel too bad for someone who's going to make sixty-four million dollars oh, right, 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 over right. this period. So, like, once I feel sorry for him, I just think about my bank account, and then I go, "Oh, I may feel sorry for the right person here." But I do think it's kind of hokey to, you know, it's kind of—it's funny one time, but then right. when they—it's now people are filming it and trying to make themselves a story. Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of lame. I think it's more that the fan base is doesn't trust David Tepper to pull the trigger. I think they're I think they're scared that that Tepper or well it'd be Tepper to make this decision. I think it's the fan base, the Charlotte fan base, being scared that Tepper wants them back for a third year. And I think they're just trying to voice their opinion, voice and and push the narrative. Hey, we want this guy. Yeah, and maybe a recognition too that the Panthers front office has bent towards public will right and public sentiment a lot i mean even the coaching staff has right is that so also, it's like so they're you can by, bully them into it right it's like the fan base is bullying I, I do think the guys with the shirts behind 
the like you know, that was, shows. Yeah, that was all right. You I know, mean, you're, go, you're, you're, you're making t-shirts. That's yeah. a silent protest. Yeah, and, and, and that's exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think it's just when you just redo it and you're not the guy that came up with it that it's kind of lame. I, uh, I said it to Chandler the other night because we were watching uh, following the Hornets game and you had shown me where there, or there was a chant and uh, you know how they like, all right, joining us tonight, Denny Hamlin, courtside, yeah. and Matt Rule, coach of the Panthers. <laughs> like, he can't even go out in public now. No, he can't go no, again. not at all. Uh, there is one other thing I wanted to mention, too. Oh, now this one will make you want to fire him. Is uh, There is somebody brought out uh, when he did the Senior Bowl last year. And he's talking about, and he's just railing these kids about not saying just yes, sir, isn't being a coachable player. You got to do more. And it's just such a dorky dad talking to that I do think that that speech, right? We should have known right then. No. We should have known. The video that I've seen this week is it, you have the date back to training camp where he made Dennis Daly go on a lap because uh, he had a false start. And then he just like walks <laughs> he's it. Like, he's like or there's another one too that's fun is that Matt Rule at the Combine did one of the Combine drills where he was the defensive, you know, they do the swatting and yeah. he falls down and it's, I have heard uh, it was funny. I was listening to Lavar Arrington talking to, um, which I love Lavar. T.J. Hushmanzada and Plaxico Burris, and they were talking about Matt Rule, and, and Lavar said, "Yeah," and uh, I went to Penn State, and uh, and Matt Rule was in the room, and both of them were like, "Well, you mean the uh, who?" And he was like, "Matt Rule." He's like, "That's the coach. That's the name of the guy that coaches the Panthers, right?" He's like, "Yeah, that's the guy." He's like, "He played football." <laughs> and he was like, "Yo, Matt Rule know, knew every where to be. Like he didn't have the size, the talent, but he had the coach's brain." Lavar said. Uh, so that made me think of that. He's like Rudy. <laughs> you know, Ruly, 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 Fire, 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 Ruly. Um, you when you said Senior Bowl it reminded me of last year, Tony. When all the, uh, the there was stories about Matt Rule was falling in love with Mac Jones, yeah, and uh, and I googled it. I was like, am I remembering that right? And Matt Rule uh, said a quote uh, to me: "No matter where Mac ended up, I knew he was going to be a long time pro because he just has all the right qualities and all the right things that is that are essential to being a great player." Why do you draft him? <laughs> Such an idiot. <laughs> no, but I do remember that, and at that time we were like. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. gonna make we a didn't want, and we didn't want, my, but right. now you yeah. would have been looking at that as, uh, I guess, an upgrade for where we're at. Going back, another. To the... Well, we just entered the land with no quarterbacks. I heard you guys talking Oof. about it for Washington, and here we are. Yeah, I was going to go back to the Rooley thing. The players go into David Tepper's office and put their practice jerseys on, on the table and for say, Rooley. "This is the fire Rooley coach." Fire Rooley coach. For the Rock. Fire Rooley coach. Well, Shaq, uh, Brian Burns came out and said he 100 percent believes he's the man for the job. So maybe yeah. that's Here's going really, in there for Matt Rule to have one more play to get that one last game, that one last year. Kind of like when they try to get Rudy in the game. <laughs> but, you know, what's really getting to me, and we've seen Trey Boston voice his opinion on Twitter all season long. Oh, he doesn't like him. Especially the second half of the season. Uh, not just where the, the team is, the state of the team is, but like you said, well, Matt, talking about Matt Rule, we had Steve Smith even comment on Twitter the other day about, you know, where this team is and, and the liar that Matt Rule is being exposed of. I do think it's funny is that I, I thought Steve Smith's comment was awesome because he said it, it turns out 
I think because Jeff Nixon said we're not that far away, right, from making some noise. Oh, yeah. We're trying, not that far they, away. They, they, had a lot of, and they said, uh, Steve Smith said, it's kind of funny that uh, the, all the Panther fans who watch the games week in and week out and the Panthers' opponents know the Panthers' weaknesses, but the front off, but they don't know their own weaknesses. So, Well, you're uh, not going to find a guy in the locker room. You mentioned Brian Burns that says, yeah, we need to get rid of Matt Rule. And it's a lot easier on the outside to say, get rid of Matt Rule. You know, I mean. True, true, yeah. I mean, they might be thinking that. Yeah. Well, the irony of this, or the fun part with Trey Boston, is he's collecting like $3 million this year from the Panthers, too. <laughs> so not only is he getting paid, but what is he, he gets he, the, just a free agent, retired? Well, uh, yeah, he's yeah he's just a, like not. Re- they, I think he's still in the Charlotte area. I think yeah, he, yeah, yeah. I mean, he goes on the. Uh, right now, he does a lot of TV where he goes and does the weather, and he's been a hit, man. He's like kind of funny, yeah. like comedic relief. But he um, is get like still got dead money from his contract. So they're paying him, and they cut, released him, and then he's sitting there throwing rocks at him (laughs) he's not he hasn't been that mean to be honest he has just said like it's but there's no like sour grapes that he's not no no not not at all and in fact i mean he just is i mean he's been funny he said this is like uh you know it's sunday because the panthers called a timeout in the first quarter you know i mean just things that are true he said a lot of true statements so all right, let's uh, get a break in. We'll come back. We'll make some picks. Week 18 of the NFL season. More to go. Tony Dunn uh, joins us after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Let's make some uh, NFL picks here as we watch the uh, end of regulation between East Carolina and Tulane. Tristan Newton's about to hit a three, fellas and lady. Don't spoil it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And guess who got the assist? Brandon Suggs. Sug, Sug, (laughs) Sug, Sug. I got to tell you, the play Tulane ran was executed beautifully. Dude just missed the shot, uh, and they go into overtime. All right, we got to get to these picks. Um, although I do want to point out, Rohan did say uh, a moment ago on Twitter, Brandon Suggs deserves better than your wishy-washy, I like Brandon Suggs, Stephen Igo. The Suggs boat is for real, and for real, Brandon Suggs guys like Clip. Thank you for saying. I wow. like him. He made a when oh, I took my son and I went to a game and he made a big time play in the lane that like put us right back at like put us back in the game that then led to a win. Did you hear what Tony said? I like him. Okay, that's great. Where I'm on a different level than you're I, in love well, with. Him? I like him. Suck, suck. I mean, I like this too. I'm not in love with him. I like this. The sug boat. This is suck, great. Suck. What, what do you have to do to get on I, that boat? <laughs> if you don't, if you, you don't have to love him, but just saying I like him isn't enough. That is that's not just like a, Matt Rule saying 
you can't just say yes, sir, and be coachable. Right, well, what else am I supposed to say? <laughs> and I am a little disappointed that you're not just playing the tugboat and that he's saying suck, suck every time. <laughs> I'm a, like, well, I feel like we have you to. You have to pick and choose <laughs> your your placement of the. Uh, suck, suck. It's like a ventriloquist act. Like Chandler, <laughs> it's like a magic trick. Chandler can leave the room and he still. Because I was listening to it in the car that I looked over there. Yeah, your mouth won't move. My favorite thing is that Chandler. Now he legit said, "I want to get on the sug boat." He cre- said, he coined the phrase. That's awesome. Sug boat. Great. But he is not allowed on it. I'm not allowed on the sug boat. Sug, sug. Because he has criticized him way too much over the. Uh, I just love years. the fact I, that he's not allowed on the sug boat, but he is the sound effect sug, for the sug boat. Sug. And, the and I created the sug boat. Well, it's like the guy that made the Titanic. Sucks. They said you cannot get on. Again, here. that is a terrible like comparison the titanic went down i don't know if you spoiler alert if you saw the end of the movie wait a minute what (laughs) i don't know why you keep like use a different boat or something i don't know what other boat um name a boat queen anne's revenge that probably didn't that's not a good one that didn't have a great ending either yeah (laughs) we need one that's still uh, lusitania nope that one went down the main oh do we not know any good oh what is uh the USS North Carolina. Uh, Jerry Richardson's boat is called... The Big Cat. Yeah, the Big Cat. Jeans Friday. <laughs> Isn't uh, Coach Ruff's River Rat? River Rat. River. That's like the That's guy. like Coach Bro. Ruff not even being able to What's go on Mike his own and, and only Scotty Montgomery can ride on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What about Michael uh, Jordan's boat? That's a good oh, boat. Catch 23. There you go. That's a good boat. That's right. one that didn't go down. Some good examples. Anyway, there. the fact that Chandler can't get on the boat, that sucks. That sucks. Oh. Look at this guy over here. Also, right. Washington. Dude. Dude. Last week, I was 12 and 4. Tony was 11 and 5. I even gave Tony credit for the Raiders pick that he made, even though he said, if Carson Wentz starts, I'll, I want the Colts. But you oh, picked right. the Raiders. Oh, thank you. That so I'm going to nice. give it to you. That was nice of you. Uh, I'm doing that because I pity you for picking the Panthers. I know. And uh, the Browns against the Steelers just the browns that i why are they losing because they're not good baker mayfield baker mayfield stinks yeah i mean that was an but you would much rather have him than sam Darnold, right no i don't want any of these guys and i feel like i mean i feel like that i don't even think the browns pick is a bad pick i think that they just played so horribly yeah i mean the steelers aren't good either that was a bad game uh all right uh, last week, twelve and four. Tony eleven and five. Chandler, I guess, is too good to make pick. What were you busy? You couldn't make picks. I or? forgot, man. Yeah. And then Clint let us submit late. I tried to get. I tried I to was, get you a late pass, and Clip said nope. Nah, he threw the he line in the fine. sand. I forgot, but I'm, nah. he still had till Sunday. I still never got any picks. I don't know what else I can do. I'm sorry, guys. That's why you gotta send them the reminder email, like second. I have to send my students. Another uh, reason you're not hey, on the sug boat. Because <laughs> you sug. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna critique you right quick though. Me? Yes. <laughs> Tell me to make my picks like an hour or two before, not a day 
before. So, Whoa, you criticized me for giving you too, too much, much time? time? Yeah, now I'm off your boat. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're not about? allowed on the sug boat. If you would have flipped it and reversed it like Missy Elliott <laughs> and said you you get you only gave me... I was me trying a... to get you an extension and he's... No, 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 no. I would have been more urgent to make a pick, but you sent it to me like... You were going to record with him on Tuesday or Wednesday. It was the day before. I was like, I'll, I'll just do it tomorrow. The day before. All you had to do was text And him. I forgot. That is a terrible complaint to yeah. me. Terrible. I was still going through all the stuff that Santa Sometimes it's me. just better to stop talking. Yep. Chiefs. Well, I will never Mike stop. Matt I will never stop. Chiefs of Broncos. I'll take the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs. They're playing for something. Chiefs. Well, Cap- so are the Broncos. They're playing for everybody on that team is playing for their job, including the coach. Would you rather have Drew Locke or Sam Darnold? Drew Locke. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Would you rather have Taylor Heineke or Sam Darnold? Taylor Taylor Heineke. Heineke, Taylor Heineke. (laughs) Wow. And I don't. You know what? It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to do well behind that line, so it doesn't matter. I know you've you've resigned yourself to that fact. Cowboys and Eagles. Both playing for Something. position. I think the Cowboys are playing for more. The Eagles know they're going to be on the road. Cowboys are trying. I think they can get the two seed, right? So the Eagles are in. Yeah, they're in. That is, and I, who has been on the can, Eagles train this year? You. This guy. Can we? They can made we, it. Can we? Date it. I'm going to take the Cowboys though this week. Can we date back when we were making fun of Nick Soriani for his press conference? Sirianni. His, uh, Sirianni. Can we make fun? Or can we process. date back to that? Yeah. How you been on the train when you've been killing the coach all I year? Know. Well, I killed him until it worked. The process. This is process. That's part we of were laughing process. at this guy, and he's taking his team to the playoffs. They're not. His process. Kudos are to the them. Best but they don't. They're going to the playoffs. They're going to the playoffs. Good. Good for them. Thanks yeah. to their system. I guess so. That he said. They finally decided to run the football, and it works. And Hurts is a winner, and man. And they have a secret weapon. Who's that? Their backup quarterback, dude. Garner Minshew. Magic. Future Panther. There you go. How about a scenario where Oh, I, I would take Gardner Minshew over all those guys you listed before. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is also a man of the people for taking pictures with those people that almost <laughs> like died at the uh, FedEx field. Did you see the best part of it is that, so he called for them to put in better safety, regu- you know, take safety into effect more. Did you see what Washington, what you guys did when you fixed it? There was zip ties yeah. around <laughs> Like, hey, we got this. Hand me them zip ties. Hey, do you got those zip ties in that closet <laughs> over there? Yeah, bring them here. I have uh, duct tape on my car. It's fixed. What do you want me to do? It's... So your car is basically FedEx Field. It's it's fine. It's nicer than FedEx Field. That's all you have to do. It's move along. It's great. Everything's fine. Cowboys, I'll take the Cowboys. I feel How like Clip's ready for the weekend. I am. Me Are you too. not? How about His music's great. Uh, Bengals at Browns. How about the freaking Bengals last week? Who day? Knocking off the, the Chiefs, having to come back to do it. It was a uh, another team I've liked this season. Aerial party between uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Which is Burrow? Is he healthy? You know, he went out in the last play of the game or something. Yeah, that is it stinks. Scary? They they had like twelve plays at the one yard line, and and then on the oh my first God. one, he's hurt. Yeah, everyone's like, kick it, on just kick one. it. What an exciting, exciting game that was. Yeah, that was what the NFL you want the NFL to be. 
I mean, and and it wasn't like they were just playing terrible defense either. I mean, these guys, everybody was playing pretty darn well. And is it Jamar Chase? Yeah. yeah. Is it for, you know, man, whatever. Let's next year remind us this is whatever storyline takes place in week one to completely take the opposite perspective. I right? think we this thought, was preseason. We I think the, week one he had a touchdown, but going into week one it was... He can't catch. He had a comment about how the football's different and everybody freaked out about it. And then he goes on to have the best rookie wide receiver in history. Right, yeah. He's, He could this week. if he, I, can th- I think he can surpass the guy from like the 60s who had 1,400 yards or something like that, 1,500 yards. He's going to be rookie of the year over Mac Jones, right? Yeah. But then, I mean, think about what were some other ones. The Saints blew out the Packers. Oh, right. right? right I mean, right, like right, if you right. just go down the list of storylines from week one, in fact, that's going to be my strategy next year is I'm going to t- whoever lo- loses in week one, I'm going ri- to say they're going to take over. All right. Uh, let's see if you remember that for next year. I won't. <laughs> I, now, I don't know what the Bengals are doing this week because they've locked up a home game. They can't really improve on their standings much. And who are they playing really. again? The... They're playing the Browns. Oh, gosh. But then the um, I'm taking the Bengals anyway. I'll take them anyway, too, Chandler. Who day? Packers at Lions. Packers. If the Packers don't start Rodgers or whatever, like this could be a fun game. Like, yeah. Dan Campbell's going to be coaching his ass off, you know. He will. I'll take the Packers. Bot their knees off. Packers. I'll, yeah. Um, I think it's – I like – we went through all the teams that were kind of surrounding us in uh, records, like around the Panthers, like around that one game up or one game down. Lions even counting in them and that. And then, like, who has the better prospects going forward? The Lions have two first-round draft picks this, this year coming up. So, I mean, they could be getting incrementally better. Uh, Playing tough. Thoughts and prayers to those two players that get drafted by the Lions. Sorry. T's and P's. Redbird says Burrow is fine but out, so he will not be playing this week. Ooh. He'll be getting ready for the playoff game. Mm. Yeah, but this man, could be one. You know what? Baker gonna, Mayfield's out too. I'm gonna Maybe t- does that help them? Yeah, I'm gonna take the Browns. I feel All like right, the, I'll switch with you. The Bengals. Like, but it doesn't matter. I'm jumping. I'm super excited to see uh a home game in Cincinnati in the playoffs. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, oh, totally. They haven't won a playoff game 80? Tony, since uh, Boomer Esiason and Icky Woods were there. Is that like the 80s? I think it was 91, 91. maybe. It was late 80s, early 90s. It's a lot. That's a drought. Uh, let's get a break in, Shirley. We'll come back. We'll make some more picks here on Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back to the show hey kinetic physical therapy is having an open house they opened it up at three o'clock this afternoon it's going to raise going on now until six o'clock uh this evening you can come and enjoy a free tour of kinetics a new seven thousand square feet edition It'll also be free food and drinks. They'll have raffle prizes, special discounted prices, and more. So come on out at Kinetic Physical Therapy from 3 to 6. Well, it's going on now and until 6 o'clock on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. And if you need more information, you can go online at kptonline.com. Now let's head back into the show. Here is Cliff. All right, Tony, I was wondering, what are you going to do? Where are you going to find your sports joy moving forward? Uh, Hurricanes play tonight. 
They do. You got your Canes hat on. I do. They're good. Uh, they are very good. Uh, the problem is they're very difficult to watch on TV. What do you mean by with that? the Valley Sports? Yeah, because you got to have you. Uh, I think the Spectrum or something, or the you got to get that Farmville. That Farmville. Uh, hey, so you can go to Shirley's. House I know. And watch it. Just Canes watch party at Shirley's house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> Look, you just leave the door unlocked. Like, I cut the cord. Guys. I got, I cut I got the YouTube cord. TV. So, oh. uh, these black jerseys they have look like armor up close. They look really cool. <laughs> and I love the uh, North Carolina flag patch over here. That's good stuff. That is pretty awesome. Anyway, Canes play tonight. I think against the Flames. Yes. Will, okay. Good. All right. Let's make some picks. We're almost out of time. Uh, Bears at Vikings. Uh, this ship's uh, about to sail. Uh, oh. I hate week 18. I hate the last week of the season. Um, I don't care. Bears at Vikings? I'll take the Bears. <laughs> I don't care. Bears won last week. Uh, Fields is playing. You know what? Let's let's just take the Bears. Who you got? It's now? the anniversary of the double doink game. I'm going with the Bears. Okay. Well, yesterday was. Washington at the Giants. Wa- uh, Washington. Washington Rebels. Commanders, Admirals. <laughs> Their last game as the football team. The Washington Sugboats. I am going with the Sug. Washington. Whoops. Sug. Sug. I'll take the. Um, oh, God. Is Mike Glennon playing? Did you see his Mike numbers Glennon. last week, Tony? What's wrong with. Uh, oh, for um, the, the Giants. Giants. Yeah. No, I think they're going to go with. From Jake, Jake they Fromm, Jake Fromm, State Fromm. They're terrible, man. They're awful. And the best, the did you guys hear Joe Judge talking about how people want to come? Oh, oh. yeah. Now you, <laughs> that is Wait, a what? clip of a lifetime. Joe Judge, the guys, he went the whole. Um, <laughs> They're calling me up. It, it reminded me of someone else. But it's like yeah. an Antonio Brown coach move. There's yeah, there's guys coming into my office that are free agents begging to come back next year. They Just call me up all the time. I love what we're doing here. Like that's such a Matt Rule thing. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Mike Lennon. I thought the same thing when I heard it too. Uh, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure guys want to play uh, for this quarterback, Mike Lennon. Last week, four of 11, 24 yards, two interceptions. That's a whole game. He wasn't benched. <laughs> they want to come back. <laughs> they wanna, they, they're saying, "I want to play with Mike Lennon." And uh, and are we gonna do with Daniel Jones? And you could. And I would not scoff at it too much are we going to do what we did with sam darnold and say look that guy's got some talent he's just been in a bad situation i feel like we're going to do the whole thing over again no i don't think so because i I think with uh, daniel jones that we had lower expectations for him because we thought that he was overdrafted a lot so it was like kind of this thing of yeah he's been better than sam darnold and he hasn't been the worst player on the team but you don't expect him to be good anyway all right, Colts at Jags. Pretend you're a Jags fan, and if I tell you Byron Leftwich is getting an interview, what do you think? I was hoping he's going to play quarterback. I, I think it'd be a, a cool, neat story to have him back there. I know a Tampa Bay fan who doesn't really is not like enamored with him. Really? Yeah. Okay. So. Well, now how about this? What if I said Bill O'Brien could be your next head coach? I would I'd say let's bring that Brian Leftwich guy <laughs> in there fast. You don't like Bill O'Brien? <laughs> I mean, what do you like about him? I like him. <laughs> do you love him? It's hard to hate you somebody when you're boat? wanting Matt Rule out of your organization. Stop thinking about Matt Rule. You got to get him. That's off. all I can think about. <laughs> it's 
sickening. Bill O'Brien is a although he went to coach rehab, he's the offensive coordinator at Alabama, and all of a sudden his uh, his shoes look more. Is that shiny. where he's at? Right yeah. Now? Yes, sir. Which is the easiest job in sports? Maybe. <laughs> True. I can, I think of an easier one. Uh, Colts, what about Byron Leftwich being the offensive coordinator for Tom Brady? Oh yeah, that one. Uh, I good. always said being Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator, Adam wherever Gase he was, was that. <laughs> as proven by Adam Gase. <laughs> uh colts at jags colts are they need to win i'll take the Colts. i kind of hope the jags i'm gonna go jags because i hope the jags beat the colts that way the chargers uh raiders game that night might be interesting they're not gonna tie steelers at ravens the steelers need to win i'll take i'll still take the ravens oh yeah ravens steelers are still alive all right not in my book not long ravens okay uh titans at texans titans are playing for home field i will take the titans poor david cully how about chad and his titans a chance to be the number one seed in the afc yeah i just i want to apologies to chad i disrespected his team last week and and picked against them tony they get uh derrick henry back in the playoffs that's awesome how cool is that that's Uh, who i would have been who are you pulling for in the afc like what's your team that you're gonna ride with titans titans i was thinking the Bengals. i'll pull for the Bengals. i'll pull for the chargers raiders winner whoever that is i, I remember this week tony I, I said remind myself on friday to give tony credit you uh were not ready to crown the browns all you like going into this year and i want to give you props for Thank that you. good call saints at falcons saints are still playing for something so i'll take the saints that I, was an ugly game. Oh the Panthers were up. What was their biggest lead? Did they get up by a touchdown last week? 10-3. to three. Yeah, it was 10-3. I, live bet, I took the Saints live to, to let's see, I think minus one and a half or two. And that Ooh, stretch in the third quarter where they played the entire time in the Panthers territory and they just kept punting it back and oh, forth. And I was ugly. like, is anything going to happen in this game? And finally the Saints scored and I figured the Panthers weren't going to score again. Do the Falcons not have a chance in this game? Where, where oh, in the, the game, playoffs? yeah. But you know, in, this game, game like, in this game itself. I kind of like yeah. the Falcons here. I don't, Man, the Saints offense was just... Oh, Taysom Hill sucks throwing the football. He, I'm going to take the run. Falcons. All right, Chandler. I'll, I'll ride with Tony on the Falcons. I love too. We we say these teams aren't playing for anything. They love to spoil the Saints. You know, yeah. chances to make the playoffs. So there is that. Jets at Bills. Bills are still playing to win their division. I'll take the Bills. Um, and I will take the Bills because the Jets are the Jets. Okay. What ah, uh, they're feisty. Brady had to go down the field to beat them last week. Yeah, but didn't they go for two? Like they could have just kicked that field goal. Remember Chandler, you were telling me all about the decision to go for oh, a fourth down. Like <laughs> the Jets having it fourth and two inside the Buccaneer ten yard line, and they went for it, and it was fourth and two. They did a quarterback sneak with what Zach was the Wilson. score. It was they were uh, it was twenty four to twenty. They uh, they were winning. They were winning. Oh, so, so they, they, they could have kind of closed the game. The yeah, they were trying to make salt it. They were trying to salt it. I'm taking the Bills. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna go Jets. Okay. Well, I guess you have nothing to lose since you missed 13 picks last <laughs> week. Y'all, y'all both are going Bills, right? Yeah. All right, I okay. want to be on the island by myself. Niners. You should have just boy. picked against us the whole time and tried to make up 13 games. Niners at Rams. This one's interesting because the Niners need this game. 
Tony, you want to get sick to your stomach. If the Niners lose and the Saints win, the Saints are in the playoffs. I have heard that, yeah. That is gross, isn't it? How are the Rams going to lose to the Niners They're at not. home? I'm taking the Rams. But the, I've I've Stafford underestimated the 49ers all year. I got a future on the Rams and the Patriots. If, uh, if that's the Super Bowl matchup, I'm going to be a winner some way or the other. Uh, Patriots at Dolphins. <laughs> Why? Uh, Upset. Are I'm the, taking the Dolphins. Do the Pats have anything to play for? Yes. If they win and the Bills lose, they win the division. Yeah, I'll take the get Patriots. A home game. I'm what taking happened the, to the Dolphins last week? They got yeah, steamrolled by the Titans. Their offense yeah. was exposed. And, man, what a great – Vrabel – yeah, I like him as a coach. He said they kept giving the ball away, and we kept taking it. From it was, was like an awesome quote. It's been a couple years now, but he did say he'd remove his privates to win a Super Bowl, right? I wonder if that was like Ooh. in perpetuity like to, or just for that one year. <laughs> like become a eunuch. <laughs> uh, who? I'm going to go New England. All right. Seahawks at Cardinals. I'll take the Cardinals. I will as well. Give me the Cardinals. I don't know why. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I didn't think it through enough i'm not i'm not a cardinal believer no, i didn't take them again on sunday you're not a cardinal guy? right after i took them i said why do i keep doing this and then they won right they did and then while i'm watching i'm like oh yeah kyler murray is eight no in that building what building high was school that? college and nfl where were they jerry world oh dallas yeah. so i hope that's the matchup for the playoff game because mm-hmm. kyler murray doesn't lose there panthers at bucks i will take the bucks, bucks. i'll take the pa- no i'm taking the bucks for a guy that uh, has been down on his team all year, you've taken the Panthers a lot this year, Tony. Tony, I think I've taken them the least amount I've probably, ever taken probably. them. And then last week, I just—I don't know what I was thinking. Like I wasn't thinking. I was trying to just do something different. I think. I want well, the Saints aren't that good. Yeah. You knew that, and so like Tony on Sunday, like. I've only been watching the Panthers since 2011, and I told you, like, I have never felt this more like just bland and like not ex- hopeless yeah. hopeless disinterested and not exci- disinterested in I found myself- football. you said it was probably your the most your- ever and i've been through since, beyond my yeah, years yeah like two decades of this i've seen i was i don't think i was really into it when we went one in 15 that like in 01 uh-huh. right but uh i was at i was at a game in 2010 i sat all the way to the end of that game 34 to 3 the saints stomped us but i tell you one thing is that i have never done something that i did this past sunday is that when i was watching the football game with you i found myself cheering when the saints made a good play Ooh, and i just did not want any fool's gold associated with matt rule yes. like i am just to the point like is i don't want to see him go on a run and for some reason we get fooled yeah. into this fool well i'm done with him i'm I done know, I and know. i've never seen somebody disliked by by the panthers fan base as much the problem is they're not done with him i disagree you think they are I, I I don't. Think I hope they is. are for your sake. Yeah, because it's going to be Amen. a bad. Well, at least season. we know that David Tepper's embarrassed by his hire. He should according be. to Joe Person. He should be. Uh, apparently, Antonio Brown's doing a um, this, a Charlie Sheen like interview right now. I'm seeing some quotes. He said he has the 
blood level equivalent to a Navy SEAL. So I don't know what all is going to come out of this. That story has been He's fantastic. With the Nelt Boys, so that never the latest out good. development. With the, who? the Nelt Boys. They're really popular on YouTube. Okay, I don't know who they are. Nobody. Not, a lot of people don't know, especially our audience doesn't know who they are. They're more towards the younger, co- like college age okay. um, group. Uh, is that who he's with right now talking to yeah full sin i can't wait to watch yeah i can't wait to watch it because it has been an absolute they just we're watching him have a mental breakdown they just had an interview with john daly which is awesome too all right last game this one is the important one one. uh linville and the chargers versus zay and the raiders tony remember what i said before the season the raiders would finish second in the afc west that was one of my bold predictions well, they. Uh, I want to take the Chargers in this game, but now I have to stick with September clip. I'm taking the Chargers. I want to. I think the Chargers are going to win, but I'm going to take the Raiders. Chargers need to Raiders. play some dang defense, though. Who are you going with? Raiders. All right, winner gets in the playoffs. Uh, Tony, good stuff. Enjoyed it. Have a yeah, great weekend. Man. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Take a time out. Come back. Hour three. Pirate Radio Live on the way. We've got a booty bag prize to give away and we got morgan aylers joining us when we return we'll talk about tyler sneeze decision to exit east carolina and enter the nfl draft we're back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Talking about Bill O'Brien a moment ago, potentially linked to the Jacksonville job and watching uh, CBS Sports HQ, and it says most likely unsung hero of the national championship game. And Dennis Dodd says Bill O'Brien. You really call that Alabama offensive coordinator a hero? I mean... I don't know. I'm sure I'm underselling it quite a bit, but of all the coordinator jobs in America, that one and maybe the, uh, I guess this year, the Georgia defensive coordinator job seem to be the most easiest in the country. Tony Dunn said it best. He's a hero. He could be the hero. All right. uh, Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Joining us, the voice of Minji's Coliseum. Man, he was doing some yelling on wednesday night what a game we'll talk about that one coming up in a moment but uh, a little football news to talk about with also the voice of the uh, of daddy ficklin stadium morgan aylers joins us morgan happy friday to you happy new year to you how you doing man happy new year clip happy new year to everybody there it's uh, gonna be a great 2022 yes sir it is we got some news today morgan that tyler sneed will be foregoing uh his the rest of his time at east carolina to enter the nfl draft to to try to make it to professional football he put out a statement i saw east carolina quarterback holt nailers an hour or so ago uh put out on twitter no one deserves success more than you thanks for everything tyler sneed so morgan (laughs) i sound like i'm contradicting myself but 
it's a surprise i didn't expect to get this news today but i go said that uh, there's been chatter about this that sneed's been considering something like this for a while now so while it is a shock maybe it's not a complete out of the blue deal for uh for the pirate coaches and and his teammates we'll see uh it, it, you know when we hear their comments but what did you think of the the news when you saw that today uh i saw it a little uh obviously when he released it and you know it's uh wish him well you know, he's one of those guys that just plays with a lot of heart and i think his uh, message that he put out was right on right on the money he's not the biggest guy in the world but he plays with some of the most heart and that makes a big difference and you know the pirates are definitely going to miss him next year and wish him well in the nfl hopefully it'll work out for him and uh, he gets that opportunity that he, i think he really deserves and now the, the question is for the football team moving forward who makes up for that production and, uh, and and coaches have to deal with this every single year but as you know morgan that's a lot of production to make up for that's a lot of targets going to other receivers for quarterback holt naylor so you just hope you got somebody in the mix right now and also the way this college football offseason now you can add guys uh whenever you want it appears so i'm sure uh, mike houston and the coaches will be looking in the portal as well yeah i think they have been i think they've they've been talking to some guys if you followed steven with uh, hoist of colors you know he's uh put some of those people in there that uh, our possibilities of joining the Pirate team next year. But I think you got some guys on the team right now that can go out there and, and get the job done. I think you know it's obviously going to be a, some big shoes to fill. Uh, but I think you've got Macy O'Donnell. I think he's got a chance to, to do some things. And, you know, Josiah Hatfield, you know, maybe yeah. hopefully he can stay healthy and uh, possibly get in there and, and, and fill that void. And uh, instead of being the backup and the, the part-time guy, maybe this is the chance he's been waiting for to get in there and show what he could do. That's a good. Uh, that's the second or third time his name has come up, Morgan, and and I like it. And you just hope that he can be consistent because that's one thing with Tyler Snead too. We saw it on Saturdays, Morgan, but it, you never had to worry about him off the field or loafing at practice. Like he, he, he earned what he got on the field because of the way he worked. And and you just yeah, you hope that uh, whoever is the next guy will will take it as serious and be all in, all committed the way uh, Snead was. Yeah, I, and I think that's what's going to have to happen. And it, it wouldn't shock me a little bit, and this is just me speculating here a little bit, that um, one of the guys that, you know, you've got CJ on one side and, uh, you know, you, you, you've you lost Tyler now and a lot of question marks considering around Audio Matosho, you know, probably yeah. not be back next year. Uh, but Ryan Jones, I think, is the huge wild card in this because high school, a tremendous wide receiver. And uh, a lot of times toward the end of last year, you saw him move to the outside. And then you've also got a great receiving tight end in, in Shane Calhoun. Morgan, I'm glad you brought that up. I meant to say it to Igo. I'll say it to you. You just spelled it out yourself. For the first time in I don't know when, maybe forever, but for the first time in a long time, you could argue the tight ends room is more talented than the receiver room uh, as we look at it right now. Well, my point being with that is that it, would, it wouldn't shock me to see Ryan Jones play a lot on the outside this year. Yeah, use him like he did like Bryce Williams years ago and, and have him in the slot, have him out wide, things like that. He's a matchup nightmare for a cornerback. Yeah, and really came on at the end of the year, Morgan. Uh, so, yeah, I like that. You know, hopefully that'll be. And, you know, we've got some guys that are talented. They just have to, to, to seize the opportunity and step up and prove that, hey, it's my time to shine right now. And, uh, you, you, it's going to be tough to fill Tyler's shoes, but uh, it's the next man up mentality. And I think the Pirates have uh, 
done well with that over the years, and now it's going to see who's the next man. Is it uh, is it going to be who's the next Zay Jones? Who's the next Justin Hardy? Who's the yeah. next Wayne Harris? Every time you lose one of those, one of those other guys stepped up, and now we have to do it again. And the fifth and sixth leading receivers this year on the team catch-wise were your running backs. Rajay had 24 catches. Keaton Mitchell had 22 catches. Uh, both of those guys, one touchdown apiece. So we, we saw that, I guess, a little bit more than previous years. And with the way that they have used these bags, split time, got them involved, I wouldn't be shocked to see them catching the ball more uh, next season too, Morgan. Well, here's, a, here's an option. Put Rocky at uh, running back, and then you, you bring in Keaton at the same time, put him in the slot. Oh, yeah. I like it. Are you the new offensive coordinator? Is Donnie is something I don't know about? Uh, negatory ghost rider. You just say who the starting quarterback is. You don't do any of the play calling or anything? Uh, well, you know, I talked to Coach Houston. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 said, I told him this year, I said, you've proven yourself finally. Go ahead and make your own decisions. I'm a wow. Morgan Ayler is going to loosen up the reins some. I like that. Morgan, uh, man, it, it was uh, – it wasn't a super well-attended party on Wednesday night, but it was a, a darn fun party in Minji's, and you were rocking and rolling. Tristan Newton, you've been around here a long time, Morgan. When's the last time you saw a guy take over a game for East Carolina like he did at the end of regulation and overtime? I'm going to probably say never. Yeah. I mean, it's been, you know, this is my, what, 31st season or something like this around the basketball team doing the PA, and it's been a long time. I don't think I've ever seen that, but... You know, you go back at the end of the game, and when uh, Forbes hit the three-pointer for uh, for Tulane the other night, uh, you know, I was like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. We come down, and we hit the three-pointer with like, two seconds left, and then their big guy gets the ball, spins around, shoots a jump shot, and literally probably hit everything but the bottom of the net and kicked and spun out to the side as time run out. It's okay. We got a chance because I, I still don't know how that basket didn't go in. Yeah. You know, and then uh, you know, Tristan comes down. He hits the first three pointer. Uh, then he hits the a uh, couple free throws and a couple jump shots, and he hits the other three pointer. Literally, probably six inches from Joe Dooley on the sideline. Yeah, weird angle, so, deep, and just drilled it. Uh, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it was just it was unbelievable. But you know, so proud of those guys, and you know what they're fighting through, and what they fought through last year, and you know to bring it into this year and. You know, they could have folded the other night and would have had every excuse to say, hey, we, we're going to get beat. This team just beat Cincinnati, just beat Memphis. And, uh, you know, we're playing them, you know. But they didn't. And uh, now they go to Temple tomorrow and hopefully can pull out a win in Philadelphia. Uh, Ron Hunter got national recognition, and, and he got it for winning because he got his team into the tournament and his son, R.J. Hunter, uh, there at Georgia State. But he got the national attention for – kind of the the antics on the sidelines and he's he's in the that tournament game with the he's got the walking boot on and he's in a rolling stool on the sidelines and his son rj hits the three-pointer at the end of the game he falls out of his stool so he becomes a kind of a bit of a household name at that point but he is um he's shown his sense of humor he's a very just a gregarious guy what, what's it like and you've seen a lot of these guys on the sidelines from your courtside seat morgan but uh how did hunter compare to all the other uh, weirdos you've seen over the years with their antics uh i don't think he was as bad as he could have been the other night okay the officials a couple times um uh, but you know everybody talks about you know how he gets gets going a little bit 
uh, took off. His, I think he came out with a jacket on or a coat or a wind. He had his uh, his uh, what Letterman's jacket on. It looked like he had something on, and he <laughs> took off. And, you know, he's patrolling the sidelines with his uh, you know tight wind pants on, and I, <laughs> like okay. But uh, you know, it, it was it was relatively calm, and yeah. him and Coach Dooley have a very good relationship, and that was good to see at the beginning of the game and at the end. And you know, they're they're a good basketball team. They got some guys that can play, but. So does East Carolina. So Pirates beat a team, Morgan, that uh, had just knocked off Memphis and Cincinnati back-to-back. Now they'll take on a team that just beat one of the best teams in the league on the road. Temple goes to Orlando, shocks the Knights, and Temple is kind of like, I don't know, sleepwalking their way through the year a little bit. They haven't had great home crowds, and I don't think the Pirates are going to face a, a huge road environment tomorrow but now they're playing a team that feels good about themselves this should be a pretty good game on saturday yeah hopefully we'll get uh you know luigi back yeah and, uh, alonzo back and, uh merlin back I don't, I don't know what their status is but i'm hoping they'll be back and be able to make that road trip but you know i think what you saw the other night with the pirates was a really good rotational lineup um you know the guys came in rj felton came in at times and then you know one of these games he's going to hit a dunk Oh man, he's been so close on two or three of them. His vertical is phenomenal, and he's going to hit one. And then Minji's is going to be full when he does it, and Minji's will absolutely go berserk, and he will be you know have that folklore status on this crazy, stupid dunk he dunks over like seven people or something. I've said it. He is must watch in the layup line. You got to get to the game a little early and just watch him before the game. Oh yeah, he gets a <laughs> he's something else. I tell you. I did not have uh, J.J. Miles having a better in-game dunk than R.J. Felton at this point in the season. But how about J.J. getting up the other night, Morgan? What did you guys call him? Frequent flyer Miles or something? <laughs> yeah, he was, he was up there. He was, and I was kind of shocked by it. <laughs> yeah. It's the first time I've seen him do it. But J.J. is such a good kid and always has a good a good uh, smile on his face when he's out there playing. And uh, I just I really like this, this team right yeah. now. Yeah. You know they've got they got some shooters. You know they're not the most uh, balanced team inside, but we've got some shooters and uh, the guard plays there. I think we're going to be okay this year. Looking forward to uh, students returning, Morgan, and uh, getting a, a bigger crowd. I know that it was a light crowd Wednesday. It looked like uh, I saw a lot of people chiming in to watch it on TV, but put a win or two together, uh, get the students back, and uh, we should have some fun nights coming up these uh, next couple months, Morgan looking forward to it it'll be back i think on the 15th memphis at four o'clock and oh yeah appearing uh, hardware on the sidelines and rashid we're kind of uh yes yeah, so we're kind of uh players they've got that will be in the draft next year that's right uh morgan Ayler's joining us morgan what is your pick for monday night georgia bama can bama beat them twice can georgia win the rematch what do you got georgia bama what are they playing for uh some kind of invitational football thing okay yeah is this the same the same teams that played the top, I guess, 12 teams in the country at the final six bowl games? And, uh, so I guess you're not really into this, huh? All these bowl games, none of them got canceled for COVID. That was one of the teams that were – two of the teams we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Just checking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Alabama will, we should win it, but I think Georgia is capable of coming out and – Oh, you're covering your bases here. After uh, uh, Bama really put it to him, like you know, earlier a few months, a month or so ago, and you know, Kirby Smart's a good coach, and they're going to fix whatever problems they had before. I think it's very close. 
I'm going to say Georgia. All right. Georgia wins the rematch. Morgan, always enjoy, man. What do you got planned for the weekend? Laying low this weekend. Just not a whole lot going on. and um, Enjoying time with my lovely Sandra. Your family? Yeah. All right, Brian Kelly. I hear you. Morgan, enjoy it, buddy. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Y'all have a great weekend. Later. Morgan Aylers joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Shirley, uh, I see you got a bag over there. You want to open it up? Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All righty. First Friday winner of 2022. Could it be you? And yes, I am talking to you. 317-1250 is the number. What are we giving away today, Cheryl? Lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Chandler will be there for sure tomorrow. For sure. For sure. I am... In terms of EC basketball. <laughs> In terms... A little bit. Uh, I am questionable to make it. But uh, if you go get your lunch there tomorrow or dinner, you might see uh, us there. Got some football games on tomorrow as well. We got two NFL games. We got ECU hoops. It'll be a fun sports day. All right. uh, Caller number nine. Nine is fine. And we'll uh, do that and have more for you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Clee Smith of Winterville. Picked up lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports. While enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. All righty, back with you. Just saw this um, on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I saw that video earlier, too. Let's see if Chandler knows this one. Young Chandler. Chandler, what year were you born, sir? Uh, a lady never tells her age. But. Don't party like it's 1999. Take it back a year and party like it's 1998. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go back nine years previous to that. On the, so, uniform reveals are big today. To well, they're not as they're more prevalent today. I guess it's not as important or big because teams do it every week now. You know, ECU puts out a video. They're well done videos, but we love to talk uniforms, new unis. On this day in 1989. NC State debuted some basketball uniforms. Do you know what was unique about their uniforms in 1989 for one game? Um, in 1989, was it like the long shorts? Was it the start of the long Kinda shorts? Kind of the opposite of that. <laughs> they, uh, they, Chandler, took off their shorts. What? They took their shorts off because they were wearing unitards excuse me for one game uh, by the way that game was against temple I don't, I don't know if ecu is going to break out unitards tomorrow Wait, so this is state this is nc state so as is this that, that was jim valvano just running around in a unitard there uh, i guess this might have been the fire and ice days corciani rodney monroe i don't see them in the video but i do see jim valvano running around 
<laughs> and and they uh they wore singlets what? <laughs> for one they game they looked like they were more or less going to a wrestling match than they were that? yeah they looked like I, yeah well i don't remember I when don't it rem- happened i, I don't remember re- the story yeah i remember the story but i don't remember ever seeing that video but what about a story what yeah. about a story i mean can you imagine the basketball players just looking at that and going wait we're wearing that what the heck so according to origin sports who tweeted this out uh the Wolfpack wore them for one game a 71 to 59 win over temple before retiring the concept so they were one and done uh with the unitards i think they should bring them back for one game again i just imagine those were wicked wedgies wicked wedgies a lot of washington wicked (laughs) the 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 uncomfortable well yeah yeah that part yeah 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 all right moving on all right let's uh let's head out to the pirate radio live on and talk to mark greenells for the first time in 2022 golf shop radio show coming your way saturday 8 to 10 a.m right here on pirate radio greeny how you doing today uh happy new year to you i'm doing great how you doing cliff doing fantastic and uh usually we take this time to uh mentioned harold varner the third uh, when we talked to you greeny and then talk about the world of golf and Shirley, you brought up a story uh earlier this week harold was able to win uh, a lot of money for charity uh in an event and uh, we talked yesterday he's uh, not playing on, in the pga tour tournament going on it's a winner's tournament in hawaii but good to see hv3 in the news and uh we bring him up with you quite often greeny uh could 2022 be the year that harold gets that elusive first win on the pga tour he's got close a few times but you always say it uh struggles with the putter and and that's probably what you're gonna say this time too right if he can get that putting down this could be the year yeah it it all comes down to the flat stick with him i mean uh off the tee ball striking you know approach shots and it really does come down to the putter and uh he's got to really figure that out now you know, there are weeks when when guys that don't putt, well, I'm a terrible putter. I'll admit that. Uh, I probably make Harold look like the best putter on tour. Um, but there are times when I make a bunch of putts. So, you know, if he can have one of those weekends where all the other stuff that he does really well and, you know, I mean, out of four rounds, maybe he has one bad putting round. But if it's, let's say, on a Friday afternoon after a great round on Thursday and he can kind of survive it, and, you know, maybe get one or two under par after shooting, you know, seven or eight the first day and then has a really good putting weekend. I mean, the possibility is there. I mean, it's not like Harold hasn't won before, you know, went down to Australia years ago and won a tournament. So, you know, he's got that to fall back on. I think it's just for him, it's going to have to be the perfect storm. And I still maintain, I think he's one of those guys that if he can get that first win, then I think you start seeing him a lot more top of leaderboards looking for more wins. Well, this weekend, uh, it's about the winners in Hawaii. We were watching some of this yesterday with uh, former Pirate, former Patriot, touchdown Tony Collins, who is a avid golfer himself. And uh, he was, uh, while we were watching it, responding to uh, the guys just going bombs away uh, on a par four in particular. It was Brooks Kepka and whoever he was playing with at the time. I don't remember, but they were hitting it uh, just off the green on a par four so it looks like this is going to be a uh a score fest you had going into the day the leader cameron smith at eight under par and then a group uh at seven under par as well so greeny uh this is one of those where you got the the winners from last year 
uh so a short field a small field but but no cut right so they're just gonna play throughout the weekend yeah uh, yeah and unfortunately i picked justin thomas this week and he is absolutely dead last so <laughs> um the good news is he's only nine shots back so if he goes out and shoots eight or nine under par today he might get himself right back into contention a little bit but you know he's gonna have to probably shoot at least six or seven or eight under for the next three days to get it back into it but yeah this is a, a golf course that has uh, a little bit of elevation to it so the ball does carry pretty far and the whole you know a lot of the holes are uphill and downhill so a lot of like the 18th hole you get to see these guys sling it out there to the right and get it moving and it'll roll 70 80 yards down the hill so you, you get to see usually some of the longest drives of the year on the pga tour happen at this event just because of conditions and the way that the golf course is set up so with uh you know like 29 or 30 guys in the field it is a fun golf tournament to watch but uh, at the same time you know it's it's kind of a fun event for these guys because they all won a tournament last year at least once back in hawaii uh next week and then they'll get to california coming up later this month and i know greeny just from talking to you last year you you really say the the calendar year gets kicked off when they they get to florida in february right february march yeah that's the one for me i mean i i kind of i mean i like watching the uh the farmers at tory pines just because i've played the golf course um i also like watching the waste management phoenix just because of the, the fans that are out there but i've also played that course too but then, you know, after that, you start, uh, you get the Honda Classic uh, end of February back down in Florida. And we kind of get back to what I consider the normal TV schedule where, you know, on a Thursday or Friday afternoon, while I'm uh, doing some work, I can have the TV on in the background and uh, listening and watching, watching some golf. So that's kind of, you know, when it all really gets going for me. Greeny, uh, let's talk a little football. Who do you have in the rematch, Bama and Georgia coming up on Monday night? Man, I tell you what, um, I just I feel like Georgia should win, but I feel like Alabama's just got their number. I mean, it is just the strangest thing. And I've said all year, I mean, I got to see Georgia up close and personal first game of the year yeah. in Charlotte with my Clemson Tigers, and I maintained all along that I felt like Georgia has a great defense. But if you have a quarterback that can throw the ball and put a little pressure you know, on their secondary – that's where you can exploit some weakness in Georgia, and Alabama can certainly do that. Alabama's got an offensive line to be able to protect, obviously to help them run the ball, but I think being able to protect the quarterback, give them that extra half second to a second to look at some uh, some receivers downfield, I think that's where you go. And, you know, unfortunately for Georgia, they got smacked in the mouth right, right, out, right out of the gate in the SEC championship game, and they didn't respond. And if Alabama does that again, I, I kind of see the same thing happening because I honestly don't think Georgia has enough offense to go into an offensive battle with anybody, let alone Alabama at this point. Yeah, I mean, Georgia has had, and and that game against Clemson was, uh, you know, in doubt, and give credit to Clemson's defense for that, but their offense wasn't putting up much. But outside of that, Georgia has had an easy go of it the entire year, except uh, that SEC championship where they got blown out uh, by a high-powered Alabama offense, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the rematch. How about your uh, your Patriots, Greeny? Uh, are we are we destined for uh, another rematch, a, a Bills Patriots rematch in uh, in the playoffs, part three of that trilogy? Maybe. Yeah, I actually wouldn't mind that as a Patriots fan. Um, I, I think and I think the Patriots match up with Buffalo very well, and I think the key for them. I mean, the last game you saw it. 
honestly, if the Patriots' defense had been able to get Buffalo's offense off the field once, I mean, Buffalo didn't punt in that entire game. Hmm. But even if you just look at the second half or the second of uh, the fourth quarter, if the New England defense had stopped them once, I think New England had a chance to win that football game, and I think that's the key is, you know, you have to stop Josh Allen. You have to stop Josh Allen getting outside the pocket and running with the ball. That's where he does his damage. Buffalo does not run the ball well, and I think the Patriots all in all have defended him throwing the ball well. I think you just got to stop him from making those plays. And if you go back years ago here in Carolina, when Cam Newton took the Carolina Panthers to the Super Bowl, if you stopped Cam Newton from getting out and making the big plays on the run, you stop the Panthers. I think it's the same thing with Buffalo. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. Coming your way Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. here on Pirate Radio. Talked a little golf, talked a little football. How about tomorrow, Greeny? More of the same uh, on your show. What else you got planned for the Golf Shop Radio Show? Oh, yeah. Well, we are actually going to be live at uh, one of our sponsors, Fred Caldwell Chevrolet. And uh, I have to be real careful. We have uh, They have a couple of NIL deals with a couple of ACC football players. Hmm. Uh, Nick, Nick Skiba. Uh, a, a kicker and Brian Brissy, a defensive lineman. So if those names are familiar to you, I can't necessarily say the colleges that they come from with their deal, but uh, that's uh, that's who's going to be live and in Technicolor with us uh, there tomorrow at Fred Caldwell Chevrolet. So tune in for that along with uh, our man Bill Bender, and I'm sure we're going to talk a little golf in there too, Cliff. Sounds like a great show coming up Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, enjoy your weekend. Have a great show on Saturday, and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Cliff. Have a good one. All right, there is Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show coming your way Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. We've got uh, we got NFL tomorrow, Shirley? Or Sunday, Sunday only? I don't even know. Hold on. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We'll tell you after the break. Yeah. Let's, um, uh, yeah. Our NFL schedule for the weekend. And uh, we got playoff football coming your way on Playoffs. Pirate Radio. Yeah, I said Playoffs? It. We got playoff football next Saturday, Sunday, and a game on Monday. Playoffs? They're doing that new Monday night playoff game. I don't know how I feel about that. Although, I am happy that I believe the uh, Manning cast will be back one more time. Nice. I enjoyed it this past Monday, and... I believe they will be uh, a part of the playoff telecast. Playoffs? Not this Monday, but uh, think, next Monday. I think this is going to be a fun playoff. Playoffs? Great prediction there. Are you done saying that? Have we? Can we move on from sure, that? Sure. Jim Moore? Jim Moore. Jim Moore. Take a timeout. Come back. Have more for you after this. Playoffs? Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report for today. It was another rough day. The Dow was down four points. It closed at 36,231. NASDAQ was down 144 at 14,935. 
and the S&P was also down 19 points at 4,677. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty. We got a big NFL weekend on tap for you here at Pirate Radio because there are two games coming up Saturday, a slate on Sunday, and, of course, uh, a big one on Sunday night. And we've got all of them. Both games Saturday. Yep. Eagles and Cowboys. Cowboys. And also the Broncos taking on the Chiefs, so playoff implications in those. We've got Titans-Texans Sunday in the early game. If the Titans win, they get a bye. They are the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, The game after that, a lot of importance there. The 49ers need to win to make sure they get into the playoffs. The Rams looking to... Um, you know, get a spot below Green Bay, but near the top of the NFC. So that's an important game between the Niners and the Rams. And then it's winner take all. We'll have uh, a couple of Pirates on Pirate Radio Sunday night. Linville Joseph and the Chargers going to Vegas to face Zay Jones and the Raiders. Zay coming off his best day as a pro. Eight catch performance over 100 yards last week in the Raiders victory over the Colts. So we are locked and loaded here. Of course, we are your home for the NFL playoffs and Super Bowl as well. We'll have that coming your way next weekend. So fired up about that. Two football games on Saturday. Also, great college hoop slate, including East Carolina taking on Temple. It'll be East Carolina's first true road game of the season. They have played four games away from Minji's and neutral side games, and they have won just one of those. So just like any other year, the road has not been too kind to East Carolina. We will see if they can pick up uh, a road win and get to 2-0 in conference play when they take on Temple on Saturday. Um, Shirley, do you have the uh, the Joe Dooley locker room, uh, post-game locker room chat with his team? Yes. This is not the hip-hip hooray stuff you hear in football. And it's different in basketball because you have to turn around and play a few days later. So it's, it's not the same. But it, I, I just... I still had to run through a brick wall vibes just how much Joe Dooley loves his team and how he talked to his team after the game the other night. Go ahead, Chandler. Were you going to say something? I was just going to say, you really don't see any kind of positive not saying he's a negative guy but he's more of a stay on track let's focus doesn't really smile a lot doesn't smile <laughs> you don't see a lot of like emotion period from joe Dilly. but and you could tell how proud he was as i, I mean on this you're, one you're going to hear the audio but if you can go back and watch the video as he's walking towards his team you can just see the pride that he has yeah. in his basketball team i gotta do guys that's about as good one to go out of the party too you guys don't you know we have anything because you could have folded a couple times played a lot of minutes played a lot of minutes a lot of minutes without having practice now it's pro i'm telling you i've said this to you this afternoon we're not here as good as we can be yet do you guys agree with that we got we got two or three more levels we can go to we get everybody healthy and get everybody tight i know you can play a ton of minutes but you know what you help us win the game we'll get to a game plan for tomorrow that's the guys Let's go. 
tough uh, tough to hear some of that you can watch the video ecu uh basketball put it out on their social media accounts but uh that before the applause uh you heard him single out tate mosher we talked about it yesterday he came in played some big minutes got some rebounds and uh also said that you know that they're not near as good as they should be or can be they got a couple of levels to go and also like the hey, hey, hey let's go get a road win yeah let's get a road win guys guys he says guys guys what do you say as he came in that's as proud as he's been for a for a win hit it again charlie let's see if we can hear the beginning i got to guys that's about as good one i've been part they say that's about as good of a win i've been a part of and a lot and the way the game went down three late tristan newton hits one but also being undermanned being without uh, a starter being without your key reserve really uh, inside in alonzo frank i think all that and against a team that we've said multiple times since that game is it, this is a team coming off of two big wins not just two big wins two big wins against a team like memphis and a, and, and a team like cincinnati on the road a dominant so, road win against cincinnati and you know they got to go on the road again but this time they come to mengees and they had to face uh the tristan newton show since cincinnati by the way blew out smu they were up 20 plus in that game basically from tip-off last night so the americans gonna gonna be be like that houston is going to run away with this thing you would think and then who's second who's third all that right now is really up for grabs uh, you know can ecu be middle of the road can they can they kind of get out of the basement and be middle of the pack top half of the the league uh tomorrow's game really could determine that i mean it's tough to say that there's a ton of basketball but you went on the road at Temple. You started to put some people on notice, get to, people excited about stuff. Go to two and zero in the conference. Go to eleven and three overall. Yeah, and, and with what this program has been through the past couple of weeks with the COVID protocols and and I mean, have they they've probably missed some practices? I mean, you would think that this team would come out flat when it comes to meshing and, and clicking, but man, the Pirates. Uh, that was the best I've seen them click on all cylinders within the team itself. Uh, just about all season so they got temple then they're at cincinnati wednesday if you win one of those road games people are going to be jacked up for that memphis game coming up saturday uh january 15th you know that, that could that's going to be your first real i think hot crowd in Minji's four o'clock on a saturday that's next saturday yeah oh man yeah I'm i'm already jacked up for it I, I, you thought you thought section 213 was jacked up <laughs> on wednesday night we might have some people around us come on now we might have some uh some actual humans uh, around us in the building all right let's get our final break in we'll come back you're ready to wrap it up for the week here on pirate radio live we're back with you after this listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back for the latest breaking news interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner be sure to follow pirate radio on our social media on facebook twitter and instagram at pr 927 fm Join the over 50,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. 
Alrighty, wrapping it up for a Friday and a week here at Pirate Radio Live. Let's see. Top 25 action tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. We got a game. Xavier taking on Butler coming up tonight at 8.30. So that is the lone top 25 game. ECU taking on Temple tomorrow. Uh, 4 o'clock, Chandler. What time is that game? 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. If you tune in at 4, it'll be two ending. 2 o'clock. 2. By the way, Kim McNeil's ball club back in action inside Menji's 1 o'clock against UCF. They kick off AAC play tomorrow afternoon. This will be their first game in a long, yep. long time. Will so. Shirley Rhodes be courtside? Possibly. I have hmm. I have plans tomorrow, and depending on what time I leave. Oh, who's got plans? Yeah, oh. I have, I have, I've got plans. I have plenty plans. <laughs> All right. We got uh, two NFL games coming up tomorrow as well. You four can o'clock hear them right here on Pirate Radio. Uh, Broncos, Chiefs first, and yep, then four o'clock. Eagles and Cowboys after that. All those uh, games and that scoreboard brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Da Bach. Da Bach. Da Bach. We will talk to you Monday, 3 o'clock. Got some uh, great guests coming up next week, including Tyler Sneed. We'll talk to him about his decision to leave east carolina and declare for the nfl draft also aew wrestler brock anderson son of arn anderson will join us also coop ventavius cooper will be on the show next week and uh the guys from ecu club ice hockey so we're mixing in a lot of fun stuff for you next week right here on pirate radio live we'll see you monday at three have a great weekend so long everybody Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.